come here and you've brought good and wealth, but you have also brought your bad habits as a backslider. You've lusted after women and you have abandoned your child. Your child that you raised, you have abandoned all because he was sick and you have sinned. So say it now. I am a sinner. I'm a sinner. Say it louder. I am a sinner. I'm a sinner. Louder, Daniel. I am a sinner. I am a sinner. I am sorry, Lord. I am sorry, Lord. I want the blood. I want the blood. You have abandoned your child. I've abandoned my child. I will never backslide. I will never backslide. I was lost, but now I am found. I was lost, but now I'm found. I have abandoned my child. Say it. Say it. I've abandoned my child. Say it loud. Say it loud. I've abandoned my child. I've abandoned my child. I've abandoned my boy.
let's get down to it, boppers. Okay, let's get down to it, boppers. It's the Ron and Fez show. And we've got Super Bowl fever, ladies and gentlemen. The fever is upon us. This is the holiday, Fez. Uh, forget Christmas, Easter, 4th of July, which isn't even about anything, the 4th of July. It's just a date. How the hell is that a holiday? This is a national holiday, the Super Bowl. And you don't know how... Well, with every other holiday, you know you're getting a tree. This holiday, you don't know what's going to happen. Makes me nervous. Well, you should be a little nervous. That nervousness that you feel, Fez? Yes. Is excitement. You've got a gambler's excitement going on right now. And there's no way you wake up on uh, Christmas and think to yourself, am I going to make a thousand today or lose a thousand? Doesn't happen to you on Christmas. You know what it is. You've gotten some presents that are going to disappoint people, and you are getting some disappointment. But the Super Bowl, anything can happen. You know that you're in some kind of little office party. Uh, everybody's done their little dumb square thing for the non-betters. The heavy betters, they're in and in deep. And, of course, the reason is you can't go get your money back the next week. What are you going to do? Bet basketball like a degenerate? No. You've got to lock into this. In the Northeast, you're going to be snowed in. I recommend you start buying food and alcohol tonight. Get that out of the way. And, you know, like Valentine's Day, do you want to be alone on the Super Bowl? No. It happens. That's why we put together the first Twitter party of all time, and we're giving out prizes, gigantic prizes, uh... Jerome Bettis signed football. Michael Strahan signed football. Adidas signed by Bruce Jenner. Copy of Come On People signed by Bill Cosby. And this is the big one, the essential Weird Al. You're going to have all the great Weird Al songs signed by Weird Al. Paranizers signed by Eastside Dave McDonald. And Pro Flowers is now upon us. We're giving away tons of Pro Flowers stuff, which is going to be a lot of fun. Now, does it actually equal tons? I don't know how much flowers weigh. I'm just trying to build this up and get the Super Bowl excitement going. How about this? A little Parks and Recreation t-shirt signed by yesterday's guest, Aubrey Plaza, who said, Why am I signing a shirt? She's just adorable. And I go, everybody <laughs> wants to win your shirt. It's going to be fun. She goes like this. Sounds stupid. Is there any gum here? I don't know, Aubrey. Oh. Your partner sounds gay. Don't even worry about it, Aubrey. Just sign the shirt. She's a blunt girl, but we do have the shirt to give away as part of the <clears throat> Twitter Super Bowl trivia competition. Is somebody going to cash it? It's not a check. Uh, and then uh, more stuff to be announced uh, as we go along. So the Super Bowl trivia party is going to be a blast and this is your opportunity to join a party that you don't actually have to go with you don't have to worry about sharing couch space with annoying people because it's another big problem of the super bowl uh the chicks come you know the rest of the year you can watch the game with your buddies on this day the girls are like well we want to be there too and make food 
That would be great if you didn't keep asking stupid fucking questions. Just like they have to be there on the other holidays that you mentioned. Christmas, Thanksgiving, they gotta show up. You really don't like the girls, do you? I have a theory on them, Ron. Mm -hmm. They're all stupid and ugly. Mm -hmm. I guess so. I guess so now that you put it that way. So the excitement level is there. Um, let me check over with Pepper Hicks. Pepper Hicks, what are your Super Bowl plans? I want to be at the Twitter Super Bowl party, baby. Yeah, but what about <laughs> what about yeah. what about in not in the Matrix part, but oh. in reality? What, what do you want a pod? Reality? Oh yeah, <laughs> all hooked in. I have a beer ball that squats. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> Stealing some Wi-Fi and a fucking laptop. <laughs> Give me a ball of beer. I am on my way. Mm. Just sitting there with a big ball of beer on his lap. Until he turns into the big ball of beer. Fez Watley, you're going to be locked into your house having fun? Well, I was hoping to get an invite out because I don't have any plans at you the see, moment. You see how busy I am. Yes, I, I noticed. I'm very busy this year. I'd love to have you over, but... Uh, no time to send out invites. Very busy, I guess. I was thinking about this because we're going to be asking trivia questions. And what about one that isn't a trivia question? Is that... The first interception, you just write in. Now, I don't know whether you guys played like the Pee Wee League football, but when we played and there was an interception, whoever intercepted the ball yelled, Bonsai! So all the defensive players knew we've got to start blocking now. Now, if you're like playing middle linebacker and you see the defensive back intercept the ball, Use yell out bonsai. So hopefully all the guys on the defensive team would be yelling bonsai because it might be one of only three times during your eight-year-old career <laughs> that you would intercept a football. Because we didn't throw a lot of passes. I'm going to be totally honest about sure. that. I, matter of fact, I look back on it. Outside of practice, I don't remember too many interceptions. But during practice, we yelled Bonsai quite a bit. So first interception of the game can happen by either team. You write in Bonsai, you're leaving with the Michael Strahan ball. Wow. It's that simple. It's that, well, that's one clap. <laughs> that's one excited clap. I got excited. I wanted to yell Bonsai. From the team mom. The team mom has yelled mm -hmm. out Bonsai. We're also going to go over our Super Bowl picks today um, just for the uh, team. And I, I know that it, you'd be a madman to, to bet against Peyton Manning. Mm -hmm. And I really think I want the Saints to win this. Really? They, they got hit by a storm, and some black people had to float their beer around. It was awful. I'm not feeling any of that. Yeah. None at all. Uh, Kyle, Kyle, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie B. I was just listening to your interception story. For us, it was a little more perverted. We turned it into, you know, whenever there was an interception, we'd yell beaver. So all the kids would know to run and block. But, you know, everyone likes a little pussy joke. Everyone Beaver instead of bonsai? Beaver! And everyone would turn around and jet. Yeah, that, was, on, that was the theory. Yep. That the defense would suddenly buzz. turn, turn <laughs> on a heel, I, yeah. I'm imagining. That's, just pivot. In our minds, that was the point. We've got the ball. We're suddenly offensive players. 
and we're turning we're turning this into six. Yeah, we're not <laughs> happy with just an interception. Not at we, all. We need six. Yes, it's conversations sir. like this that really make me wish I had played. And Kyle. <laughs> I mean outside. Uh, yes. Kyle, yes, if sir. we ever do a Hard Rock Johnny sound alike contest, I think you could end up winning it. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. So you never played on that level. Hicks, you neither. You never played uh, when you were a kid? Oh, no, never. No uh, yelling stuff out. Dave, you weren't allowed to play football? You were just baseball and basketball? Just didn't have organized teams, either in grade school or high school. Played soccer like a girl? Didn't, no, we didn't have teams. There was yeah. no team in our high school. Never Otherwise, happens. I would have played. You would have been JV and been bragging about how many tackles you had freshman year. Absolutely. Before you turned to poetry. I'd be all about the beaver. <sighs> this beaver is all fresh to me. I only knew bonsai. You yell bonsai and yell it out so everybody. If we were yelling beaver, I would not be able to concentrate. Because <laughs> the fucking focus I had on beaver at that age. Just constantly thinking. So they don't have dicks. Wow. Wow. Uh, here is Tiger in Michigan. You're on Run of Fez. Hey, what's up, man? I love you guys. And I just wanted to say, you know, uh, we use the word Oski. For uh, interceptions and stuff. Well, what did Oski mean? I don't know what the hell it is. Yeah. But you had to say Oski, Oski to catch the ball. Um, and, uh, all right. I, I'm liking Oski now. But we're staying with Bonsai. We're going to try Chester Crusaders. Um, here is uh, Steve. Steve in North hey, Carolina. Boy. Yeah. Hey, well, uh, in high school football, if we was on defense and another team punted and it was a bad punt that we couldn't return, we'd call Peter. For nobody to touch it. Just Pete, let it peter out. Yeah. Well, what? no, actually, Peter, for your dick. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. <laughs> Just like you should never touch your dick. Really? The opposite of beaver. I guess it is. I guess beaver is an exciting thing. And Peter, don't be the guy caught with his hand on his dick. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. And I'll tell you right now, Fezzy. The Chichester Crusader defense was immediately ready to turn into an offensive strike force. On the bonsai. Bonsai! So, be the first person to write in bonsai. And I would, you know, check the spelling. Because I'm not sure how the Chinese write. <laughs> or Japanese or whatever. The Asians. I think it's, yeah. There's no difference. They can say there's a difference, you know. But to me, uh, Japan, Korea, Filipino, China... You're all Chinese. That's as far as I say it. You want to be called Asians? I'll try to move over. Uh, Charlie, Manhattan, you're on Ron Fez. Hey, Ronnie B., how are you? Good. Good. Listen, our word of PAL football, Long Island, bingo. Interception. Turn around, start running, blocking. That, that must have excited all the old ladies when they hear bingo. Oh. Oh. There's always a sigh after the word bingo in real life because everybody else then. Then your grandmother would go like this, look, I only need one, if I would have got yeah. that corner. Oh, right, yeah, the I-22, yeah. Yeah, because the game isn't set up that you don't almost win. You fucking rube. Uh, junkie knows what Oski means. Junkie in Jersey, you're on Fez. Hey, what's going on, boys? Yeah. Uh, it, it means offensive sucks, killer interception. <laughs> Interesting. Oski. Todd in Connecticut, you're on Fez. Yeah, we used to yell duck, as in uh, 
there was twofold. One, the, the pass looked like a, an ugly duck, a yeah. wounded duck. And then second, we would hope the other team would just think Sutton was coming in and they had the duck and they'd let us run for the touchdown. There might be a thing that they're thinking drive-by. If somebody yells out duck, <laughs> it might be that one of the fucking kids has uh, fucking lost himself. All right, we've got Jerome Bettisite. Football, the Strahan football, which goes off for Bonsai. I'm going to write Bonsai next to that so Fez doesn't give it away on a stupid trivia question. That's for the first interception of the game at the Twitter Super Bowl trivia party. First uh, ever, really. First ever in the history of the, uh, um, of the world. Uh, here is, uh, come on, people. Bill Cosby, legend. The Weird Al. Nizzers signed by Dave. Who almost invented them. Pro Flowers. Ron and Fez signed T-shirts. And uh, a little later on, we'll uh, make an announcement. Our good buddy Steven Singer wants to be part of this. We'll see what he's giving out. It's your chance to be part of a Super Bowl party. Why you stay uh, a fucking shut-in. We understand people like to be shut-in. I get it. I talk to Fez all the time. You're a shut-in. Yeah, I'm a shut-in, but usually Super Bowl Sunday, I like to, you know, be shut out. Mm. You know, the other thing is, do you, is the Super Bowl one of those things that you expect it to be a great game? Like, do you feel like, I need this to be a great game to have a great Super Bowl? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, if it, because you can feel, if a Super Bowl becomes a big blowout, right. you can feel the party wandering away. You know, it's I like understand. conversations will change. That's why the, gambling helps. The focus loses. That's why gambling helps, mm -hmm. because, you know, if you're giving up 13, you're still in the fucking game right. during a blowout. Unless suddenly the underdog is crushing, and instead of being up by two touchdowns, they're up by 27. But yeah, you do need it to, uh, you do need it to, to go big. You do need it to go big. Uh, John in Alabama, you're on Manifest. Hey, buddy. Yeah. Where did Dave go to school, and why was there no organized sports, and is that why he's so fucked up? See, here, I'm going to explain something to Dave, uh, because people just think of Dave as the shit thrower piss drinker, dressing up as crazy fucking people, like a wild man. Dave has the reputation of a wild man. But Dave went to Dead Poet Society High School. It was an all-boys, old school. There was ivy on the walls. And other than Dave, everyone else that he went to school with became a captain of industry. They were the tops. He went to school, Fezzi, with Nobel Prize winning physicists. He went to people in the school are now senators. Mm -hmm. uh, there's judges, CEOs. Uh, Dave was delivering flowers for a while, then a hot dog cart, and then here, making sure Fez got a sandwich every morning. So, Dave, steps. your school, you were, it, you were planned for greatness. Choir was a big deal. Yeah. Poetry was a big deal. Correct. Debate. Was very large at your school. Huge, huge, yeah. absolutely. Your your everything you said is one hundred percent spot on. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean there was it was a, it was much more academic oriented. Though we do have a good basketball pro, one of the best basketball programs. I uh, just but to let, academic oriented. Just to let you know, Fez, uh, Stat Boy from ESPN graduated with Dave. Tony Reality. Tony Reality, the great Tony Reality, was uh, part of that. So you were expected. 
for greatness. Yes, most people have their own shows, you know, their own talk shows, whatever. Uh, Everett, in Idaho, you're on Money Fizz. Yeah, Ronnie, what if there's no interception? Well, I find it hard to believe that there won't be any interceptions because I, I think we're going to be looking, I'm going to predict 80 passes in this game. Mm -hmm. um, 20 thrown by Manning. And Breeze will throw 60. He's going to throw 60 passes. So <laughs> I, I think at the very least, here's what we'll do. If that doesn't happen, right after the game, we'll uh, give the football out. We'll give the football out at the end of the game. But I expect this to be a first quarter situation. I expect the ball to just be fucking flying around. Yeah, they did the uh, Madden simulation for the mm. game. EA Sports did their official Super Bowl simulation. Didn't they used to do that the day of, though? I always thought it was closer. No yeah. one ever fucking saves anything for the Super Bowl. No, it's all given away. All right, the Madden um, simulation game played, and that's no two guys played it. They just let the computer play the computer. Right, yeah. And they had Breeze throwing for just uh, 299 yards. And for three touchdowns. And so the final score was what? I think the final score was 34-31, something like that. Probably not going to be that far off. With Saints winning. I ex wow, really? Yeah, the simulation brought up the Saints as the winner. I think that's what it was. I kind of have the feeling... It's going to be, you know, a big shootout. And the interesting thing is, if the Saints come with that, Peyton will go fucking toe to toe with them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If the if the if the Saints start like really wide open, Peyton will go wide open. But I think if the if the Saints start out slow, you'll see Peyton. Let me control this football. Keep them off the field. He's going to be playing a mind game. Well, that's what's great about this matchup. is It's not like when the Colts went before and it was up against the Bears' Rex Grossman. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, we, you know, Bears fans hope Grossman doesn't have to start throwing yeah. at any point. Both these guys, fine, ready to throw. Uh, Dave, uh, let me just explain something about Dave's school. One of the kids in Dave's school got in a play. He did Shakespeare and... I guess he was terrific at it, but it looked kind of girly. His dad said he couldn't act anymore. Killed himself. Oh. Now, they blamed it on the teacher. Mm -hmm. I think it was the kid's dad's fault for not letting him um, dress up like well, a girl. He always pushed him. He just pushed him too hard. You never yeah. know when to stop. I understand. You still not over it after all these years? No! I'm going to run off into the snow now. Now, uh... <laughs> Don't run off in Dave, don't run off in the snow. Wait, wait till it gets here tonight. Yeah. <laughs> wait for the snow. It's coming. Uh, we're going to get 40 inches of snow in the city. And with banks of 58 inches. There's going to be certain banks that are 58 inches. That's how big the snow is going to get. Um, this is kind of surprising to me. Because I know Tony Dungy was your... Uh, coach in Tampa for a long time, went on to the Colts, won his ring there. Very conservative guy, not a smack talker. They asked him about this game now. Now, obviously, he's no longer with the Colts, but his heart is still with that organization. Mm -hmm. And they said, okay, who would you want to have the ball last? And he's like, no. I can't picture a scenario where this is even close. The Colts are going big. Wow. And now people are going, this is going to fire up the Saints. Uh, you think Tony Dungy made a bad move here? 
Yeah, I, th- I definitely think he did. I think part of the Colts mystique mm-hmm. is there's no talking. Right. There is no brag. It's all, it's that, all fact with them. It's like old Johnny Unitas. They yeah. still keep that Johnny Unitas gimmick of we don't need to talk about it. Not only do I think that it's dumb, that I think it'll fire up the Saints even more, who are crazy passionate right now, but it's also a jinx to me. Yeah. I think you got the jinx factor going, Tony Dungy. That's ridiculous. Well, the interesting thing is, either way, I think they're going to bring up the name Tony Dungy, even though he hasn't done a goddamn thing during the Super Bowl. Either they're going to say, well, Tony Dungy was right, or Tony Dungy was wrong, but for him, the word Tony Dungy gets out there the whole time. Sure. So I, I don't think this hurts the Colts. I don't think it helps the Saints. If you really need Tony Dungy to say something to fire you up, and it's the fucking Super Bowl, th- th- then you really don't even belong there. But Tony Dungy, a uh, smack talker, just a smack talker. And look who we've got coming in right now. It's 202 Zone, Tony Dungy. This is Tony Dungy, and that's right, I'm uh, picking the Colts to win the Super Bowl, damn it. Tony, can we get you a little closer to the mic? No, I didn't mean to come in here shouting, but that's how passionate I am about this. You can hear the incredible amount of passion I have in my voice. And this close to Super Bowl, I really can't stay quiet about it. I say this one won't even be close. If you're deaf, I'll scream it again if I have to. The Saints won't be close to winning the Super Bowl. And I could stand here on my soapbox all day yelling for all the world to hear, but the proof will be this Sunday when Indianapolis dominates New Orleans. Now I know what you're saying. What makes you so sure, Tony Dungy? You're just another sports loudmouth. Well, I coach the Colts team. I know them. I've shouted from the rooftops when they won, and I've cried so loudly when they lost that the neighbors called the cops. This team is ready, and I'll yell that till I'm Colts blue in the face. You may not believe me, but just wait till Sunday. That's when it's over, and the Colts are champs. I'll be the one yelling, I told you so, and I'll be screaming in everyone's face that doubted me. I'm Tony Dungy, and that's my look at the Super Bowl. All right, a very fired up Tony Dungy, surprisingly so. I'm not used to seeing him this way. That's the passion. Yeah, and I will not miss him uh, during spring training. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Here's Jason in Georgia. You're on Run of Fez. Yeah, Ron, I watched a special about Johnny Unitas, and the defense captain that played with him said that he would always give a you know motivational speech or whatever, pump up speech before the game, and then he'd finish and look at Johnny and say, Johnny, you got anything? And he always said, talk cheap and walk on the field. Talks cheap. That's the beauty of it. That's the great Johnny Unitas. Doesn't like to sit around and talk, Fizzy. He was basically an old-school gunslinger. You know what I mean? Just old-school gunslinger. That's the Colts' tradition. No smack talk. Well, the Colts' tradition was also to stay in Baltimore. Oh. Uh, Mike in New Orleans, you're on my Fizz. Hey, what's up, buddies? Uh, I, from a personal security standpoint, I kind of have to root against the Saints. I mean, if they lose, there'll be a lot of sad people crying and all. But if they win, I mean, they're just going to go nuts. I mean, the French Quarter survived the Civil War and several hurricanes. But if the Saints won the Super Bowl, they're going to burn the place down. Can you really tell the difference of how fucked up people are going to get, though? I mean, th- that town stays pretty drunk. Yeah, but, like, during the uh, Vikings game, like, when I'd go outside to smoke, 
Yeah. You could hear, I mean, there was gunshots going off when they were making plays and everything. These people are going to go nuts. All right. If, if they burn down what's already been rebuilt, then they're on their own from now on. The, the point <laughs> is, the people in New Orleans is as close as you can get to a drunken Arab. It's almost, it's like if Arab people drank... That would be New Orleans. Now, the drinking and sports uh, has gotten uh, back in the news because I guess it was the West Virginia Pitt basketball game that that the fans started throwing shit on the on the field, and um, somebody hit uh, one of the coaches in the face with a with a quarter, which you know came down from you know name it. You know what I mean? It was probably. Right. 30 yards away. So it had some speed to it. And suppose it wasn't a quarter. Suppose it was a bottle. Suppose it was a fucking battery. All that kind of shit. Uh, and I'm watching, uh, pardon the interruption, and um, Michael Wilbon said, I would love to get rid of drinking at any sports game. Now that seems crazy, you know, because we consider beer in the game, beer, whatever you're doing, you want to have a nice, relaxing beer. But you know some people don't have two beers, three beers, a dozen beer. They're getting all fucked up, particularly at a college game, and somebody's going to end up getting fucking hurt one of these days. Yeah, I mean, I've been to football games, and they get drunker and drunker each season. Mm -hmm. It happens. I agree with Will Bunn on this. Really? Yeah, get get rid of the booze at these sporting events. And like you said, especially college, yeah, get, get the beer out of there. Well, it always comes back to families, and I'm just a big believer in a football game or a boxing match is not a place for a family. Um, I just would never have taken, uh, the kids to a football game. My dad took me, uh, to Eagles games when I was a kid and it was fucking crazy. I mean, it was literally the fights breaking out. You know, my dad, and my uncles would like be up and making sure they braced our area, you know, but I remember being like a little kid, like five and six going like this, man, adults are fuck crazy. They're just out of their fucking mind. You know, you look at it with the, with the fucking college games. Most of those kids shouldn't even be drinking at all legally. Right, you know? yeah. So it's, you know, if you really look at it for that, uh, you're wondering why they sell fucking beer. Now, do they sell beer at college football games? So I don't go to a lot of them. You know, it all depends on where they play. Okay. Like, like the University of South Florida plays in the Buccaneer Stadium. Yeah. So beer gets sold. Right. If the if the stadium is on the college grounds, I think I'm pretty sure it's it's not sold in the stadium. All right. So but the parking lot is a drunk fest. Well, I, there's nothing you can do about that. You can't stop people from drinking their own alcohol. I, I don't know how you're going to... Unless I mean, you banned it in the parking lot. See, I think Philadelphia, when they set up the thing where the judge was there uh, at the game, they would pull people downstairs. Uh, that started to cut back. Not so much on the drinking, but the rowdy fucking behavior. You know what I mean? The fist fights, the throwing shit. At a certain point, you know, the people that want to get fucked up, I think they should be able to get fucked up. There's nothing you can do about it. I'd rather not be sitting around those people, but I get people should have, you know, the rights to drink. But Only uh, three dozen stadiums out of all, of every NCAA stadium sells beer. 
I have like 120 stadiums. So most of them don't sell beer, and most of those people are fucked up as it is. Yeah, they come in, they come up, they come in messed up. Yeah, because they're just smashed in the parking lot. So what do you do about that? Get rid of the parking lot. Some you get rid of tailgating. Anybody caught drinking in the parking lot gets fucking popped. Yeah, yeah, ban it in the parking lot. This isn't reasonable because they they still need they count on beer for their revenue. They you just have to make sections. You know there are sections in lots of stadiums for families and sections for the. First of all, let's assholes. get out of this. Don't take your kids to the fucking game. It's a fucking game. You know. Yeah, I know, but I mean, they it's don't even... like it. Trust me, I was dragged to games. They do, you don't like it. What you don't like the games? No, when you're a little kid, you don't like going to the game, especially what? when you go see the team I watched. I had a fucking <laughs> blast. Don't get me wrong. And uh, my uncle Bill would always go like this: "You freezing? Here, take a hit off this." He used oh. to keep a flask inside oh. a fake fucking radio, <laughs> a fake radio, and like you know where the dial is. Mm-hmm. He had a thermometer there. The thermometer <laughs> was supposed to fucking fool people. And <laughs> I wish I was making this up. Um, so, yeah, all that kind of shit was fun for me. But um, I I never get the fucking uh, gimmick of why fighting. You know, most of the time, everybody's on the same fucking team. So why? How do you guys end up in fucking fist fights together? Uh, here's Brad in Virginia. You're in my fist. Hey guys, how you doing? Uh, I was just actually was calling about you were talking about the uh, selling alcohol at collegiate uh, stadiums. What ends up happening is uh, a lot of these guys come out and they're they're actually big time donors to to their booster clubs to all the athletic events. Right. And what ends up happening is for those who contribute a, a certain amount of money, they'll end up. Um, getting their own little special room. Like, for instance, uh, Old Dominion University uh, down there in, in southern Virginia, they have their big blue club, and um, at the basketball games, you can actually go into the big blue room, and right. before, the, before the game, you can end up uh, drinking a couple of beers. Um, yeah, there is a deal. at uh, When we worked at WJFK, they used to have the Redskins games. And the salespeople would generally become concierges during football season. They would have this tent. You would go there, and uh, the salespeople were just waiting on VIPs. Do you have everything you need? Here's your tickets. You're in this suite. I got some food for you. And then they would always ask me and Fezda, hey, why don't you stop by? And you would go there, and they would try to treat you like the dancing monkey. Like, come over and have your picture taken with this person. Tell the, and you'd be like, no, I don't, I don't go to the Redskins games anymore. They fucking, you know. I'm like, no, I stay at home and watch the game. Because you would go there and act like, oh, it's free food. You'll be wa watching in the suite. But before you know it, you're just um, this fucking weird thing for the VIPs to pass around. The game was the least part of the equation. Yeah, none of those people were even big football fans. They were just big fans of being at the the right place. Uh, Josh in Orlando, you're on Fez. Yo, how's it going? Yeah. Um, I, the only reason I go to college football games is so I can pregame, get fucked up in the parking lot, and I don't even pay attention to the football game once I get inside the stadium. See, that? what, what team do you go see? I go to uh, UCF. 
So they kind of suck, so that's probably why I don't watch them a lot. Well, no, I mean, the thing is, you're just not a sports fan. And right now, sports are filled with people who aren't fans of the team or even the game itself. And if you want to know those type of people, they're the people in the parking lot getting fucked up and, and having, you know, big barbecues and shit. What they would love to do, and they should do, is go to a state park and fucking do these things and stay away from everybody else. I, I don't think that there's a serious fan at any fucking tailgate thing. No, these the stadiums become sports bars that seat 72,000. Yeah, but at least at a sports bar, the people are into the game. You know, you can go to any bar and drink on a Sunday. But a fucking sports bar... It should be for people who are gambling, fixated on the line, and can follow the game. The problem that we're into now, VIPs, big corporate heads, go to these fucking things. They go at 8 o'clock in the morning. The game doesn't start to 4. They're all fucked up. Uh, you'll see a two-minute drive, and you'll look up in, in the crowd, and all the great seats are fucking empty because these idiots have been drunk and now need to get home. They're a pain in the ass is what they are. Uh, Stacy in Tallahassee, you're on Run Fez. Hey, guys. Um, yeah. A couple things. One, I agree. Kids don't need to go to games because the majority of the people are drinking. And I know when we, we go to Florida State games in Tallahassee, and we do have big tailgates ahead of time. We tailgate with firefighters, and we have the whole, you know, nine yards. That makes sure but when people all. do bring their kids, it's awkward. It's like, oh. No, I agree. We're trying to have fun. There's just poor kids sitting there holding the football watching. It's you fucking know? Mardi Gras. It's not sports anymore. It's like if you took your kids to Mardi Gras. I would never. Yeah, no. It's, it, and the other thing. I'm is, sure you've never even team. seen your kids. You get so fucked up. You're one of those moms. <laughs> and well, then, they're home taken care of. That's the beauty of it. It's our by place. strangers. <laughs> you've hired some young meth head in the neighborhood to watch them while you're showing your tits off at a fucking college game. They don't see her till after the ACC championship game. And even then, she's into her next thing. We're also Buffett fans. We go to every Buffett show, and we get there early, and we're wearing dumb hats, and we play all the music. And the fucking, you know, we we always goof on the Buffett fucking thing, because really it's got nothing to do with his music or any music. It's just about people who want to do this. And now they're all, this, those same fucking people are at the fucking football games. I'd rather home, I'd rather stay home and Twitter this thing up. Big Twitter party face. It is this Sunday during the Super Bowl, the first ever Twitter Super Bowl trivia party. Tons of prizes we're going to have. There's going to be uh, chances to win all this stuff. Uh, but I do want to point this out. One prize... And that's it for you. You can't sit around and win all the fucking prizes if you happen to be really fast at this. You get one prize. And that will be the first prize you get. You don't go to get the pick as the day goes on. First time you win, you win. You're down. Boom. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, though. And remember, with the Michael Strahan ball, first person to write in, Banzai! Banzai! What's that mean, Fuzz? It means that uh, interception and the defense is now offense. Well, it means attack, I think, for the Chinese people. And by Chinese, I mean all you Asian people. The Viet Cong, whatever it happened to be. I don't have time to sit there and uh, 
group you into different uh, sets. Um, well, here, not this weekend. Here is um, Bobby in Jersey. You're on my face. Hey, Ronnie. Yeah. How you doing, bro? What can I do for you, man? I went to a football game in Norman, Oklahoma. Now, there's no drinking in Big 12 stadiums. However, in the town of Norman, if the Sooners are playing at home on that Saturday, it's legal to have an open container anywhere in the city, as long <laughs> as the Sooners are playing at home. So that's nice. it. Only on home games can you have open container. Only on Saturdays that the Sooners are home. That's how it is. It's that's fucking awesome. hysterical, really. I like, I like a town where we go. We can't fill up these jails. What are we gonna do? Let's just make everything legal on that one day. Deputy Fife arrested everybody. Yeah, you can't do it, Fez. You got to just say, you got to have crazy days. You have to have crazy days. Um, let's go over and find out about the Super Bowls of the seventy from our good friend Blowhard. Blowhard. Oh boy, do we miss up with people at halftime, don't we? That used to. I think up with people probably was like thirteen. Of the first 15 Super Bowls. Aren't they oh, they were there every year with the mini skirts and the go-go boots and the really bad lip-syncing. Oh, that was, those were the days. Up, up, and away. You know, and thanks for giving Johnny Unitas props. You know, he does belong to Baltimore, not some Velveeta-eaten city in the Midwest. You don't like Indianapolis. No, I don't. And, and, and you, you can't not vote, I mean, root for the Saints. I mean... This has been a doormat of a franchise. These fans are loyal. All they've been through. I mean, is there a more pathetic franchise in the NFL that deserves to win? I can't see going against NOLA anytime soon. But, you know, drinking, getting back to that, is mm. part of the sports experience. Right. I mean, you can go to the fucking opera and get a drink. It's just that if a few assholes act up, you got to, like, just say, oh, it's awful, it's awful. But the bottom line is, it's an education. I grew up going to Shea Stadium to watch the Jets, and I remember just sitting there watching people just just drink until they were just puking and drinking and puking and fighting, and, and it was all part of the experience of sports. And if you're going to bring your kid, if you're going to bring your girlfriend or wife who's a little sensitive to some profanity, I mean, look, this is what sports is all about. Now, what you said is true. It's changing. The corporate assholes are coming in. They're having their little wine and cheese, and and, and they're not even sitting in those great seats. But, but the thing is, they're the ones that get really fucked up, too. Yeah. I and mean, they one, get fucking annihilated and then don't use those seats. And, you know, Fez, going back to Florida, how great is that? That world's uh, largest outdoor cocktail party in Jacksonville with Georgia and Florida. Oh, every year, yeah, in Jacksonville. Now, isn't that a great tradition? No, do they actually serve cocktails? Yeah, that in the stadium. Yeah, because that's gonna be, that now it's played where the Jaguars play. Right. So yeah, plenty of liquor there, all but, available. I, and so people you, get there like, like a week bar. ahead of time. It's not just beer; they have a full bar you can buy there. I'm pretty sure. I think wow, so. Yeah, that's weird. People get there a week ahead of time to. Get just nothing but drinking and drinking and drinking. But are you saying you can't enjoy a game without being fucked up, Blowhard? No, no. I'm, but I'm just saying that if people can just, you know, enjoy themselves, fine. There's always going to be an asshole. But to actually make a generalization and say ban all alcohol to me is absurd. Like I said, you can go to Lincoln Center to the opera and an intermission. Yeah, but those pe those people don't break into fights, and they, it's not dangerous for no, everybody it's, else. It's and they're not throwing shit. It's a minority of people that go, and it's just unfortunately... Well, it, if, if you would have watched this college game, because they sh uh, showed clips, there were a lot of people throwing. And that's one thing about the crowd mentality. When people start to do shit, mm -hmm. the other kind of fucking weak people who just only get aggressive during a crowd 
and they're fucked up, they think it's fun to start throwing shit from their thing. So you can lose control oh, definitely, of a big a stadium, and, and, and soccer shows that. Now, now, now they have this in, at certain places. I think you can do it at Madison Square Garden, where if there's an asshole sitting in front of you, you can just text security. So I can't do that. See, and, Blowhead, yeah, I you, can't either. You said it was part of the sports tradition. I think it's just it's the farthest away thing uh, from sports there is. To go there, to go there and get so blitzed that you can't even pay attention to this team that you're supposedly are cheering there, on. There's a lot to be said for what Fez is saying here. There's a lot of truth. No, there. but I'm I'm just saying that there's going to be a percentage of the crowd that just can't handle it. You know, the amateurs. And that's right, but you know be. what? If that was two percent, you could put up with it. But when it starts to be eighteen, twenty, twenty-five percent. Then it's no longer about the sport. And we mentioned the sports bars earlier. You go watch a game at a sports bar. There's not a fight there. No, and out, oh, I've and seen out, fights in sports bars. I've but not, fights. but not to the degree at an at a stadium. And there's ten times the more availability of alcohol in a bar right. than at a stadium where but you have to wait for the guy or go get in line at the concession stand. But why ban alcohol to everyone else if a couple of people can't handle it? And you know they're going to be drinking outside before the game. I just say it's part of the tradition, and if you're going to be offended or if you're going to be upset at what you see and hear, you don't go. You don't bring your kids. You don't bring your family. That's I, the way it is. I don't mind about people being offended. I think that the way people are getting drunk in these stadiums and these sporting events, it's becoming more and more of a dangerous situation. But I think the majority and it's ruining of people, the experience. I think most people maintain, and most people can enjoy a beer with a game without acting like a I, I, I'll, I'll agree with Blowhard on that one. I'm sure 70, 80, 85% of the people are fine drinking. But you fucking fall into, if it gets bigger, particularly if like 12 guys are all together, they're all fucked up together, and they kind of ruin, those 12 people will ruin it for the um, 600 people in their section. You, know, but you can't enjoy the game if you're going to be shit-faced anyway. You're just going to be a jackass, and believe me, those people usually get farmed out. And a lot of times I've noticed the crowd themselves will help security get but, rid of the assholes. See, here's the interesting shit. thing. Even a guy like Eastside Dave, who's been known to get blitz, goes out of his way not to be drunk at a fucking sporting event. He goes because out of his way to maintain he enjoys that. He, the game. Yeah, he enjoys the game. Um, all right, Blowhard, nice to yep. talk to you. Let's talk to another guy who... Just loves drinking. Hard Rock Johnny. Johnny. Hello, boys. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't drink at all, and I go to games all the time. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with having a few, but what's, what I'm seeing now, and it just really gets aggravating at a Giants game, you know, the nice weather, and people are out there playing fucking beer pong. And right. It's like, it's yeah. like 22-year-old kids who just get annihilated, and then they're going to go in the game, and we always pick it out. There's a group of us who sit together, and we always pick out the fan who's going to come in, and they're all drunk at the beginning of the game, and we guarantee by the second, maybe the third quarter, the same asshole is passed out in their seat. And, they're, you know, there's Mr. Fired Up screaming for the team, yelling right. at everybody, and in the third quarter they're there with their head down, slumped over. Yeah, there, there is a lot of truth. <laughs> By the way. Using Johnny as a pillow. To me, there is no better way of figuring out whether someone's a homosexual than if they play beer pong. Lee Marvin would not play fucking beer pong. Sit and drink like you got problems. You have to drink like... Uh, uh, to me, a person who knows how to drink is Chris Stanley. He doesn't look up. He looks in the bottom of that glass like maybe an answer will appear. And you don't hear a peep. No. It's the only way to be. That fucking... 
This Chris Stanley drinks like, others. like Jack from Lost. <laughs> he drinks by himself, and he knows that he fucked up, and he's ruining different timelines. Take some of the pills, too. Johnny, I know you're a Giants fan, but who are you pulling for in the Super Bowl? You know, it's, it's tough. I love New Orleans, and I'd love to see them win, but I, if I, I'm a better, and I'm, I can't get away from the Colts and the over. Yeah. I just can't. Yeah. I mean, that's what I like. It seems, be, it, it seems to be the bet. It just seems to be the bet. But and there's I all know... the reason to not bet it, and that's the the thing that really scares me is that when it is such an obvious bet, it's the I know. thing not to do. It's but part of me just feels like I'm going to be sitting there in the fourth quarter. It's a blowout. And I'm going to go. Oh, those poor fucking New Orleans fans. Those poor <laughs> pricks. They got nothing. I, I just I, like to see them get something. Something you know, besides gotta... Brad Pitt. That city, I guarantee you, they win or lose. When that team comes home, there's going to be people all over the street partying and drinking. Yeah, I hate that kind of thing. And they're going to give them a big parade. Yeah, and I don't no like to celebrate what. a loss. It really annoys me. It really annoys me. when, when I like when cities lose to just mm-hmm. fucking go down. Just fucking feel <laughs> awful. Philadelphia yourself up. Realize that, that it doesn't work out for you. All right, Johnny. All right, boys. Peace. Enjoy the game. Uh, Fez, a lot of questions for this, and I didn't expect this. Uh, people are asking about the signed Bruce Jenner shoes. Right. Of course, he's the gold medal winner. They want to know if that's his actual size. Um, Don't know. It's a size 13 mm-hmm. on these Adidas. It, he's so tall, I'm sure it's close. All right. It's a size 13. He's a very tall man. I don't know. I guess somebody's afraid they're going to win the shoes. And by the way, Fez has decided we're giving out the shoes separately. Yeah. Uh, that people are going to yell, that's not Bruce Jenner's size. I don't know why that would ruin it for you. He won the gold medal in the decathlon. The gold medal in the decathlon. Now, I know he fucked himself up with that Kardashian family and whatever fucking things he did to his face. But you can't take away the gold medal in the decathlon. Yeah. And I'm saying that as somebody that a gold medal winner said to me, you're a wise man. Who said that to you? Bruce Jenner. Why, Why don't you ever pay attention to the interviews? I know you don't like to talk, but you can at least listen. Why am I seeing bowling on TV? What kind of world do we live in that bowling shows up on TV? Oh, because Weber Jr. had another meltdown. What did he do? He started yelling. I think he started yelling at a cameraman who had the camera in his line of sight when he was lining up to bowl. Can't do that, huh? Yeah. Now now there's a grill playing with a Colts football. And uh, All right, so whatever the gorilla does... So Freeney will play? <laughs> Jeez, see. I hate racism. I just despise Oh, no, that was just on a different topic. Just stop it. Uh, Michael Irvin, especially, I, I hear, is in a little bit of trouble, huh, Fez? I didn't uh, hear about this. Yeah, apparently sexual assault again. I don't know why they can't, the guy can't stop sexually assaulting people. Again. Mm. Well, he is a Hall of Famer now, so. Yeah, but he's kind of like a Teflon Don, you know? The charges end up never sticking. It makes me believe some of these women just see Michael Irvin and like, oh, he touched me. Because, I mean... You don't think he's touching anyone? I think he's having lots of sex, Ron. But he's an adult. He's allowed to do that. All right. Now, you're telling me a woman had consensual sex with him and then afterwards thought, if I yell rape, I get money. Yeah, I think that happens to Michael a lot. That's a hua. I agree with you. If that happened, she should be branded a hua. She is. But he is not the type of guy you want your sister dating. Because he's it comes up to, you know, there's the old, where there's smoke, 
there's fire. I'm starting to say where there's smokes, there's fire. I'm well, going to pluralize this. <laughs> he does love, like, smoking. they always, like, almost find the evidence, but never quite. Like, they find the crack pipe, but yeah. they never find the crack with Michael. All he has is a crack pipe. <laughs> right? I don't, don't know how it got there. He collects crack pipes. <laughs> so they, And they never quite get him. I, I love Michael Irvin. Mm. Sure tobacco. Now, Archie Manning, he's made it very clear. He's, of course, cheering for his son Peyton Manning in the Super Bowl yeah. against his old team, the Saints, right. that he played for like 11 years for. Um, now, with Cooper Manning, the Manning who doesn't play, not as cut and dry. He's, he's making quotes like, oh, this is awkward. And, oh, this situation, it's, he actually said that it's like eating a hot, raw 30-year-old oyster. I wouldn't eat it. Yeah. That, so, that's easy for me. Don't eat it. So so how's that like this? There's <laughs> that metaphor doesn't work at all with a with a 30-year-old hot oyster. No. 30-year-old cold oyster. I don't eat it. I think What's he saying? I think he was just trying to be down homey. Well, it worked. <laughs> that's like eating a raw hot 30-year-old oyster. So, Is he he's a woman? So I think, I think, no matter what Cooper Manning says with these little signs, I think he's having a little trouble deciding whether he's going to root for his brother or his best friend, who happens to be Drew Brees, Saints oh. quarterback. That's a tough one. Yeah. Their families spend all their time together. I didn't know this. Cooper Manning, when Brees first came to New Orleans... Cooper Manning showed him the town, all the little, you know. How long does that take? I've been to New Orleans. You got about fucking five minutes and you see any place you want to go. All the little hole-in-the-wall places to eat and drink. They're all holes in the wall. So, yeah, he really took Drew Brees, you know, as his best pal. All right. So I have the feeling that yeah. Cooper Manning is rooting against his brother this weekend. No, I can't believe that. He'll never say it out loud, but he's rooting against his brother. He's saying too many things that are on the fence. Yeah. And if you're on the fence against your own brother, you're against okay. your own brother. Good point there. You Good are against. There. And who of us who have brothers, mm -hmm. you and I both know this, Dave knows it, you don't kind of just always laugh either out loud or to yourself when your brother screwed up. No, never. During, during while you were growing up. No, never. No, biggest fan. I'm his biggest fan. I always I could, did. If if my brother if my brother gets any good fortune, I couldn't be happier. Well, my brothers were like that and still are like that for me. In what um, way? Very supportive. Biggest fan. Yes, one hundred percent. Yeah. I wish I could say I was as big as them, but you're you're a little more jealous of your brothers. Yeah, I mean, well, but they've all, they're also exponentially more successful, probably yeah. in the in the bigger scheme. Yeah. So one day, if we're all equals, like, I'm sure I'll I'll feel good. Yeah, I never I'm never like that with my brother. My brother could have Eddie Murphy's success, and I'd be fucking happy as shit for him. I love that fucking man. Yeah, I love my brothers. I just sometimes. But it seems like you don't. So you I, sit and, I, I couldn't do the thing of Fez. You you laugh at your brothers when they fuck up. Oh yeah, no. especially when we were kids. Especially all growing up. Corky, my older brother, really kind of a shrimp of a kid. Mm -hmm. You know, and so when he got his license and would have to pick me up after school, he was so tiny he had to sit on pillows to drive the car. And he would get pulled over constantly because they thought a toddler had taken a car out. Mm. And I used to crack up 
when he would get, and he would freak, and he'd be so pissed that he got pulled over again. I used to crack up when it would happen. No, I could never do that. I just not only couldn't I do it. I I don't. For me, I don't even understand it. Like you, it's like if you said to me. Oh, I laughed if my brother got his tongue cut out or something. I just, I, it just doesn't dawn on me to think that way. Well, certainly, me. if they're older brothers, I never wanted to see any of them go through any tough times. They're like, you know, kind of heroes. Exactly. And you know, you don't want to see your heroes get taken down. Your brother is what seven years older than you? Seven, yeah. See, I had the same thing. You had the same thing, Dave. With I about had nine, that eight, and four years older, respectively. So you looked at them like, yeah, they were awesome. Yeah, I used to dress up in their high school, you know, uniforms. I remember constantly having this prayer when I was a kid. Let that boy beat these charges. That's all I'm asking, Lord. Let him beat these charges. Uh, no, I, I, I was more like Dave of, you know, my brother's fucking cool. My brother's fucking happening. I never rooted against him. And to this day, I couldn't. Yeah, I, I, anything my brother did, I would thought was amazing. I remember one time he was late to, to uh, get to his job as a busboy, and I was in the car, and he drove through over train tracks even though the train was like you know 200 yards away the things were down and he drove through them and i was like holy shit that's amazing I that's never, the way to be I, I only saw that in the blues brothers uh paul bayside you're on run a fez okay three four one buddies what you said yeah i'm reading this uh book about the bulger brothers up in boston one was a state legislator and the other guy's on the fbi's 10 most wanted list and i was just wondering what the general consensus was I could never rat my brother out for anything he did, whether it was murder Fuck or no. robbing a bank or anything. No. Nope. But it seems like maybe some of the other people on the show don't feel that way. Would you rat your brother out if you knew he did something like uh, he was in a murder rap and you knew where he was? Yes, I would. I couldn't do it. Yep, I would do it. I would be the worst person asked. If the cops showed up, I'd be like, come on, are you fucking serious? You're going to come over here and ask me things? Stop. No, I, I wouldn't even fucking lie to him, but I'd be just like, just don't fucking sit around asking questions like that. I would just play dumb. I mean, I think that in in a moment like that, how hard is it just to be like, to I don't understand dumb. what you mean, you know, yeah. something like that. No, I, as a matter of fact, if I had a, a a big fucking problem like that and I don't even see or talk to my brother all that much, that's the one fucking guy I'd be like, I got to get out of the country, What a, you know. Let's start and scrape all your life savings and get me out of the country. And I, I'd hope he feels the same way. I, I just don't have those kind of feelings. I, I would turn. I would turn mine in, you know, say, and try to keep it from getting any worse than it possibly could. I remember, like, you know, when you have a brother that, that that that's much older. I'd be like nine, and he'd be like sixteen. Mm -hmm. And any chick that he had. I had a huge fucking crush on. I'd just be like, I can't believe the fucking checks my brother gets. I can't fucking wait till I'm fucking older. I'll be hanging around broads like this that ain't wearing braces and all fucking stupid. You know? Look at them. They have breasts. This is fucking fantastic. Yeah, I was crazy about his fucking chicks. Do you go through the same thing, Dave? When oh, yes. Dating? I used to just relish when my brother was throwing a party in the basement. And yeah. I would make some ridiculous excuse to go down there like, Wally, do you need more plastic cups? I can come down with plastic cups if you need some. I just wanted to stupid shit. Yeah, because yeah, I, I remember. I you just wanted to be a around back. Yeah. yeah, well, it's true, but I just wanted to be around them. I know. I was the same exact way. And Everything was like a little fucking, like a little Playboy Club to you. 
Right, and I and, and like I remember, you know, my brother Mark was always like, you know, get your own friends. And I was like, I have my own friends, but I don't get to hang around with people this cool. Uh, Coop in Mississippi, you're on Fez. Hey, Ron. Uh, I had an older brother who's just a year and a half older, and you know that competes with sports and everything, and he he kind of resents. You know, I'm taller than he is, and he thinks that if he had my height, he'd be better. He just treats me like crap. Yeah, but you also live in Mississippi, and we're fucking talking about uh, real stuff here. Uh, Mike, uh, you're on Ron Fest Show. Hey, uh, I got an bro- older brother, about uh, seven years older than me, and if we weren't brothers, we wouldn't be friends. I can't stand the guy. He can't stand me. I haven't talked to him in 12 years. But when he had his his son six years ago, I was happy for him. I was legitimately happy for him. So it, there, there's something special between brothers where even if you hate each other, you can't wish bad things on them. It's just, it's just not right. Yeah, what, what you're saying to me, Fez, it's just, it's not even like I'm saying that you're wrong, mm-hmm. you know, because I don't know, you know. But I know your brother loves you. I see the way they are with you. You know, they've always been proud for uh, whatever success you've had. I, it's just so fucking far removed to me that, you know, maybe I'm even wrong about it. I just don't even know how to get into that kind of thinking. I mean, my brother, when when we were growing up, I was just a practice dummy for him to try wrestling moves. Well, my brother used to fuck me up, too. That, you know, he had just seen Jack Briscoe do. Yeah, but again, they try to toughen you up a little bit. I think, Dave, you probably went through that, too, where your brothers don't want you to be a pussy. You know, they'll give you a fucking slap around. Oh yeah, they'll they'll, they'll, remember, they'll sit like, on you. Even if, like I would win a fight in my neighborhood, and it would be like really cool. My friends, my brother. Oh, he's a tough guy. What's a tough guy doing? Get something to your head. I ain't fucking Anthony Brown, so get that right now. But you're a lot older. Get off than me, me, Dick. Yeah. Get <laughs> off me. You're seven years older than me. <laughs> this isn't fair. This isn't fair. Uh, Mike, you're on Ron and Fez. Hey, Dave. Hey, Mike. Dave. Go ahead. If you just if you just uh, played dumb, you'd probably end up in jail with your brother for obstructing justice. You'd be better off just saying, "I'm not answering your questions." Fuck off. Uh, you know, you can't lie to you can't lie to. I'm them. not lying. I'm going to say I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, I, don't I, don't, I don't know who my brother is. Tell, I don't know what you're talking about. Tell, just I would just like you. You're at the wrong fucking house for this. You came to the wrong fucking place. Uh, how are I'm not going to sit here and start talking about where my fucking brother is, you idiots. And also, isn't there a rule that, like, you can't turn your spouse in? Why would that not apply to your own fucking brother? I think it ought to go down to anybody you know, or if you know anything. <laughs> I'm not here to do your job for you. You're the detective, not me. Um, here is uh, Tom, Jersey. You're in my face. Hey, what's up, boys? Hey, Tracy. Yes. You're right, man. You never sing. You save the bird seed for the pigeons in the park. Cop asked me, especially with family. Cop asked me, where's your brother? I said, I don't know. I reach in, I grab my lawyer's card. I said, call him. He might know. Ping, pow, boom, you saw his head fuzzy. He was out there here. Josh, Delaware, run a fuzz. Nobody. Um, I, have, I was uh, unfortunately given a, uh, a sister by my parents, and... I listen to these stories. I'm extremely jealous. I, I've always wished I had a brother that bond. You know, I get along better with my dad. He's like my older brother. But having a sister, I just I can't relate to her. In, in my mind, Josh, you live in Delaware. All your fucking father had was girls. Eight six six run zero fez. Eight six six run zero fez. Nice. Uh, Sid, Mississippi, you're on my fez. 
Yeah, I'm actually better friends with all of my brother's friends than I am my friends. We were all a lot closer. And uh, play off Mississippi a little bit, man. There's something wrong with our state down here. I got two words for you, Brett Favre. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Where's he watching the game Sunday? <laughs> no reason to attack that, man. That man's done nothing wrong to anyone. A person hasn't done anything. So, Fez, you're happy if your brother doesn't do well. Yeah. Does that make you the good kid? Is that it? No, I think it's because he's pointed out anytime I've screwed up. I mean, there's things that I did when I was a kid that still get brought up as, well, remember the time? Yeah, but you are the younger brother. That's not the same. That's not exactly real. That's the shit that we say to each other because you don't know how to properly say, you're my brother and I love you. Mm -hmm. it's, that, that's too fucking stupid. You're not going to say that. So you try to fucking have some actions in your life. But I can honestly tell you, if anything happened to that guy, be you know, anytime he gets success, I'm happy for him. And when he has trouble, I feel like I have trouble. You, uh, well, it's your brother. Um, you know, after Christmas, I told you the story of the perfect brownie pan that my brother gave to my sister. And how I had to hear about this perfect brownie pan. And what it does is... It separates each brownie. Each brownie se uh, bakes separately in its own compartment. Then afterwards, you can um, you can decorate each brownie separately with, you know, a bird or a flower or a tiger. And since it's the perfect brownie pan, the icing from the bird, you know, won't get mixed up with the icing from the flower or the tiger frosting, you know, won't get in the compartment where the, the brownie with the flower decoration is. I live for that stuff. You're ashamed of your, your brother. I find it hysterical. No, you're ashamed. You're ashamed of your brother, so you act like it's funny instead of I'm ashamed of him. I find it to be a riot. No, my brother would never say anything as stupid as a perfect, perfect fucking brownie pan. And so again, I might not be able to relate. And give that long of a demonstration? It's like the perfect brownie pan infomercial I get. Um, Our sister used the perfect brownie pan the other day. I think everything turned out perfect. You're ashamed of your own brother. Uh, Kyle, Indiana, you're on a fez. Hey, Ron and Fez. Hey, about three years ago, I walked in and caught my brother making meth in my fucking basement. And I kicked him out of my house, took all of his shit, wiped everything down, put it in a garbage bag. In the little fucking town I live in in Indiana, everybody knows your fucking business. So if I would have took it and dropped it anywhere, somebody would have seen me do it. I took it and I dropped it at the fucking police station because it's all fucking hazardous material shit. And, you know, my brother, he's kind of fucking pissed. I didn't give any names. I didn't say where it came from. You know, he he thinks I fucking went up there and snitched on him because he ended up getting popped about a year later for fucking making more mess. He's in prison right now and he's still all pissed off at me. You know, what? where do you guys go on that? I don't steal money from my brother. What's that? I don't steal money from my brother. I you're, didn't steal money from my brother. <laughs> yes, that fucking meth, he was going to sell it. It's like you yes, went into I his did. pocket and I'm, you took cash out of it. I'm what? Hell no, I didn't take. 
you you know what? And he's in Indiana. In he's in Indiana. This is why now I you've done it for me, Kyle. I'm rooting for the Colts to lose, based oh, on no. the fact of Kyle and his poor brother. Just because of Kyle, his brother had a legitimate business. He was trying to get back up on his feet, and Kyle went and stole all of his product and took it to the police department. They will not be watching the game together this weekend. And there is the first ever Twitter Super Bowl trivia party going on. I'm excited on. about this one. This is exciting. Plenty of prizes to give away. In fact, uh, the first thing we mentioned, a signed football by Michael Strahan, future Hall of Famer. That's going to be given away with the first interception of the Super Bowl. First interception and the first person to Twitter, two or two friends. Banzai! We'll pick up a Michael Stray hand-signed ball. Now, if you go to the 202 Friends, uh, Dave and Pepper have put together the prizes in a beautiful little thing, and they've taken a picture of them. Nice job, boys. Thank you. Very, very nice job. Thank it's you. Beautiful display. When you see it, it all together. It is a beautiful together, display. That's what it is. I didn't even think of that word. It's a display. Yeah, it's like a treasure chest that's been open here of everything that's going to be given away this Sunday during the Twitter Super Bowl trivia party. You're ashamed of your brother. You're a boy who's ashamed of his own brother. I mock and I laugh. Yes, that's shame. That is that's pretty close to the definition of shame, yeah. I had a, a friend of mine when I fucking was growing up, and he had a fat sister. Uh, and people used to throw rocks at her at the bus stop. And he used to get up early in the morning so he didn't have to walk to the bus stop with his sister. And then he would throw rocks at her. With the other kids. He was ashamed of his fat sister. That's awful. You're ashamed of your brother. You're saying I'm a rock thrower? You basically are. You're throwing rocks before the rest of us can. You're, what you're worried about, Fez, mm -hmm. is the rest of us are going to say your brother is an idiot or a fool or short or whatever these things happen to be. So you're getting there first. I'm just saying that I think this is a dynamic that siblings have. Maybe you're right. I don't have it. And I'm not saying that from any fucking source of, source of fucking pride. I'm just saying I just never fucking felt that way. If anything, as a kid, I put way too much pressure on my brother with the, with the fucking hero stuff. And then if he ever, you know, let me down, it would really fucking, you know, crush me. Oh, yeah. Because when I got older, I got to be an adult. I fucking uh, had this conversation with my brother, like, you know, you didn't do this, you didn't do that. And he's like, hey, dude, I was a fucking kid, too. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I never even really fucking took that into consideration. All right, drop it. Forget all those things. All that shit that I carried around, those little things, drop it. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I'm not saying that... that, that one way is even better than another. Mm -hmm. I just say I don't even fucking totally relate. I just don't relate to that. But I do think you're ashamed of your brother. No, no, because it was growing up, uh, he was supposedly Mr. Perfect. So if Mr. Perfect... You mean like the wrestler? No. He did everything absolutely perfect. Perfect according to who? Like according to my parents, according, you know, anything that went wrong, it was either mine or my sister's fault. Right. You know, very bossy individual. So anytime he took a stumble, no. I felt like it was a nice little pride check. I want to point this out to the bonsai people, too. It comes after the interception. 
Don't be sending fucking bonsai on from the first quarter. We will time it exactly. Yeah, this isn't for just a tip pass. This is the actual first interception. As soon as that happens, Twitter to 202 friends. Mm. Tweet there. Uh, Clinton, Arizona, Yerman Fez. Clint. Hi, yeah, Ron. Um, what happened was my brother, about four years ago, robbed a house, and he kept all the furniture in his house, and so there were a bunch of witnesses who saw the furniture. Long story short, there was an investigation, and the whole case was riding on my testimony, and I was brought into the interrogation room with the detectives. And it was crazy because they knew I was lying. But then when everyone asked me, you know, what was up, I was like, I'm not going to send my brother to jail, man. I just, I just can't be the one to do it. If the cops can't figure it out, then they can't figure it out. And let me tell you this, Fez. Your brother never stole an ottoman. He's not some fucking idiot who thinks an end table is going to make him rich. Your brother's a good guy. I think you don't think he's cool. No, I don't think he's cool. Hmm. No, I think if he had been born early enough, he could have been part of the cast of Hee Haw. That's your brother. You fucking just really basically called your brother Buck Owens or Junior Staples. Junior Samples. It's oh. Billy Staples. Oh. <laughs> I understand the, 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 Hold on, let me why just, you would make the mistake. Let me just fucking enjoy that. I don't know the whole cast of fucking deal. <laughs> Somewhere Billy just went, hey! I haven't heard from Billy in forever. He used to write me letters about getting the show back together. I'm like, the show is together, Billy. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Seriously, we gotta do something. I definitely want to get him back in now. Um... Here is Jeff in California. You're in my Fez. What's up, boys? Hey, you know, I, I got to say that I do agree with Fezzy 100%. I mean, I got a little brother. He's a younger brother. I'm 6'2". He's 6'4". Mentally, there's no way in the world he will ever be able to take me on anything or beat me in anything. But if any, on the other hand, though, if anybody was going to beat his ass, it was going to be me. But I guarantee you, though, there's nobody else on the street that was going to beat his ass because I'll stick up for his ass in a second. What, Cal what, what part of California do you have? You live in? Oh, he's gone. Because those California people, I find them to be without emotion. They don't have the same kind of thing. I don't know whether it's the lack of fucking seasons, but they, uh, I'm not sure that they think of family the way we do. They think of family the way the Reagans do. You know, like, oh, if your dad's president, go show your tits in fucking Playboy magazine. If your dad's president, go out and dance in a fucking ballet and, and root for the fucking other side. And I'm not saying that in a bad way. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying they're not as emotionally tied to family as we are. Um, here is Death Metal Mo. Mo, you're on Run Fest. How are you, pal? Um, very good, gentlemen. It's great to hear you as always. 9170 checking in today. Hoo <clears throat> Thank you, buddy. Uh, before I ask Fez a question, I just want to say I love that this is the day Bennington fought back on the phones, man. It's great. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Anyway, uh, Big Fez, I just was wondering if your brother perhaps was a baker, because I would get that excited about a brownie pan. Like, you know, if, if my brownies... Mo, Mo can so bake years. desserts. I had no idea this until I started reading his Twitters. He's a fine baker. 
Yeah, I would rather go into like a home goods store than a lot of different stores. You know, like, that would excite me. So, is your brother a baker? No, he's not a baker. He did spend several years working at a Mick job, though. <laughs> and I don't think heating up the apple pies. You're ashamed of him. Is considered being a baker, you, Mo. Will you just admit that you're ashamed of your own brother? No, I'm not going to say that. I just like to laugh when something bad happens to him. <laughs> but why would someone laugh at their brother? Your brother is a reflection on you. Oh, don't say that. Yes, you're the Watley brothers. You can't get out of that. I don't have any siblings, Fez, but even I know you guys should stick together a little more, bro. One time my father, we were all in the uh, uh, in the van, and my father got into an argument with a parking attendant and actually told him, I got my three boys in the back of this van, and Jesus. they will kick your ass. That and I just looked at my little brother, Travis, and I went, I hope he's. I hope he has three other illegitimate sons that we don't know about, because I ain't touching the parking attendant. This, by the way, was the most empty threat in yeah. the history of the United States of America. Oh, Father, why don't you get out of the front seat in your short shorts and take them <laughs> on yourself? All right, Mo. Talk to you later. All right, let me just uh, take this on. You're ashamed of your father, too. What? No one ever describes their father as having short shorts. That's what... You've met the man. Are the shorts a little too short? I'm not going to comment on that because I have nothing but respect for the man. I'm not ashamed of him. I'm not ashamed of your brother. They're fine people. I didn't say perfect. Mm -hmm. They're not perfect people. Neither is my family. We're not perfect people. But I thought there was something almost on a cellular level. You stick with family. You move far away from them, obviously. Right. Everyone needs to live as far away from as each other as possible. And then you can love each other more. It's always great when you're like, oh, God, I love my people in Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's uh, go over to uh, Charlie in Chicago. Charlie, yeah, the, shit I, the shit I got on my brother was netting consecutive life terms. <laughs> See, that's, a, that's a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful thing to carry that for your brother. Yeah, I guess if you're going to, if you want to carry that around with you. Or you could point and laugh. Yeah. And enjoy yourself with it. Okay. That the guy who could do no wrong, every now and then, trips up a little bit. Do you ever say anything positive about him? Mm, I usually don't have... Say one positive thing about your brother. That's all I'm asking. And then we'll go to break. Just, just give me one positive thing. His toes that were damaged from his cowboy boots and years of wearing them are doing much better since the surgery. You thought it was funny that your brother had boot foot. Wore cowboy boots so long that the big toe now goes across the other four. Instead of lining up parallel to them takes a big right-hand turn across the other four. Well, he needed cowboy boots because he, uh, he worked in a cubicle. All right, big Twitter party this uh, weekend, this Sunday, for the Super Bowl. Uh, it looks like the hot hand, and I hate to say this to Dave, is not the Michael Strahan ball. It's the Jerome Bettis ball. Even more than the Bruce Jenner Adidas, I believe. And the Bill Cosby, which a lot of people are very excited about, because that's perfect. You can win a Bill Cosby and save that for Father's Day and give it to your old man. Yep. Like Sign you book. Were, you, was, you were like Bill Cosby to me. 
Uh, and then the Nizzers, uh, signed by Dave, we just don't have a lot of heat on at all. And he signed the Nizzers instead of the package, which I think is a mistake. Oh, no. I mean, it's like a baseball glove. You wouldn't sign the, the bag it came in. You'd sign the glove. All right, but you like Star Wars. The Star Wars, you sign the package. I would sign. I would want my actual action figure guy to be signed. Someone wrote against Obi-Wan's face. Yeah, explain to him that that would cost you, right? That would make the item worthless. Now, the beauty of this, the Nizzers are worthless. So he hasn't... <laughs> so he's dropped... ahead of us, really. Yeah. And don't take those Nizzers and, and do a crime with them and have it come back to us. Why would they hand out two knives lashed together? What's wrong with that show? Uh, we got pro, pro Flower stuff. The Aubrey uh, Plaza stuff, which is nice. The Weird Al, who wants to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And why shouldn't he? He made parody songs. Um, and then we've got, we'll have got. we make another announcement. Stephen uh, uh, Singer wants in on this. So we're going to uh, break here, Fezzi. And uh, when we come back, uh, lots more to talk about with the Super Bowl and the big uh, Twitter party. And uh, something that's been bothering you, you said. Something that was on your mind. Yes, yeah, something that has been, I believe, rectified. A problem that I had that, uh, with a food product that I think has been taken care of. Well, if that doesn't hold you through a commercial break, I don't know what will. It's the Run of Fez show. I don't know what the hell it is, Bill. I've been smoking this pot all day and I still can't get high on it. What kind are you smoking? Well, all marijuana is the same, isn't it? That's the mistake a lot of people make. Ron Fez Show, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Heinz Ketchup, they are redoing, redesigning these annoying little ketchup packets for the first time in their 40-year history of having ketchup packets. Yeah. And I've always bitched about these. One of the more useless food items there are out there. Mm -hmm. You don't get enough ketchup, too hard to open. The, the, the tiny amount of ketchup is the, is the most frustrating thing. Now, new ketchup packets where you can peel them open and dunk your fries if you want to. I'm looking at the design here. The best way to describe it is it looks like the diner butter uh, thing, Fez, when you oh, get it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which is not all that much easier to open. I'm afraid this might not be as happy as you want it to be. And it looks like the same amount of ketchup, too. Actually, they said you're getting three times the amount oh, really? of ketchup. Yeah, so I'm only looking at the picture on the internet. So, I mean, I'll take it for what it's worth. Three drops of ketchup so you, over one. You need to dunk. You don't like to pour ketchup on your fries. You like to dunk. Right. I keep my ketchup separately, and then I dunk the fries, and I don't smother the fries in the ketchup and so then try to eat around. If there's a ketchup bottle, you put it there to the side? Yep. Yeah, or right. you need a separate plate, because I know you don't like your foods to touch. Yeah. So, and even, yeah, it goes for the same thing for my condiments. Right. Uh, uh, any condiment is on the side? Yeah. Yeah. Mayonnaise will be on the side for you? Yeah. Yep. Mustard is on the side? I like it on the side. So if you have a hot dog, you would dip your hot dog and come up? Yeah, you don't I, put hot dog on the. Uh, you don't put mustard on the hot dog. Yeah, I would rather keep the condiments separate and control the amount that I have mm -hmm. instead of it just getting smeared all over. Now I'm off ketchup completely. I figure if the potato is too bad, 
then the ketchup is just covering up. I don't, I don't want to be eating that potato. But I will use the special sauces if some chef says we have a special sh- sa- sauce here. But the whole thing of the whole world tasting like, a, uh, like ketchup, I, I don't want any part of that. I don't need any part of that world. Uh, Dave, you put your ketchup on your fries or to the side? Both. You like it on the fry and then on more the dipping. On the fry and then on you the like side. You like a lot of ketchup. Yes, I, I enjoy ketchup. I used to nope. eat it out of a bowl. So as the child. packets must have driven you nuts too because you can't get enough ketchup. Even the ketchup that you got in the I will packets. Give you this. The packets never worked for anybody at any time. Yeah. They were no. never a, a good invention. I mean, you need you, scissors. Yeah. yeah. You need, they need to also give you scissors to open those things up properly. And with the squeezing. The little amount of ketchup that you did get, you're not getting a nearly 100% of that ketchup anyway. It You can't squeeze but, it all out. See, a lot of people don't like the bottles of ketchup because they think people fuck with them. You know, they think people will spit in the ketchup bottle in a fucking diner or drop things in there. And uh, you just needed like eight ketchup That's packets, why they came though. up with the ketchup packet. That people yeah. never have been comfortable with the amount of... Now, I don't know why they worry about that, because no one seems to worry about the salt shaker that way. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they worry about all the salt coming out. But no one ever says, oh, they spit in the salt. But people will always say, they spit in the ketchup bottle. So do you, do you, would you get, if you're sitting in a diner, ketchup bottle sitting on the table, would you take that ketchup? Um, you know, I always had, and I never you, heard the spitting thing till just now, Ron. You've eaten spit. Teenagers spit in there. I had no way. I never even thought for a second someone would spit in the bottle. Mm. Yeah. Well, you know, they're gangsters. That's ah, what you do. horrible people in the um, world. Dave, you're going to like this story. I just uh, was walking past the oldies channel. I don't like to really rat people out, but I'm going to tell this story. So um, Andre Williams is there. I don't know whether you're familiar with him, mm. uh, Dave, an old R&B guy. Uh, who actually wrote Shake Your Tail Feathers. He's down... Oh, my God. Yeah. I love that song. Yeah, well, he's been around since, like, you know, forever and is a great, great songwriter. So I see him looking at Cousin Brucey's pictures, and I, I see him going like this. Look at the ego, the absolute <laughs> ego on their faces. He's pointing at a certain picture. So I go down to the bathroom, and I come back and go rushing as he goes in to see what picture he thought... Filled with ego. Youngsters, early 20s, the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the ego. <laughs> Look at the ego on their faces. Still holding a grudge about the British invasion <laughs> all these years later. All right, uh, Brian in, in Canada has got some good news for you, Fez. Brian, go ahead, buddy. Hey, Fezzy, I just wanted to give you the good news. Once they start on these packages of ketchup, it's just a way of charging you for them. They've had them in Australia for years. They charge you a quarter for them now. Uh, I always thought ketchup was free, no matter how you get it. It was. I mean, some peop- some places would limit it, you know, like they'll give you three packets, but it was free. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, Australia's this been is... charging a quarter for years. Uh, Dave in Michigan, you're on run of Fez. Hey, Ronnie B. Hey, I was just going to tell you, if you like your french fries without ketchup, just eat them plain. you got to try uh, Eastside Dave's buddy, David Burke's truffle fries. They're out of this world. Now, does he sell them, like, in the supermarket? You know, I got them at uh, his restaurant in Vegas this past weekend. He oh. said they, the waiter told me they drizzle them with truffle oil when they come out of the fryer. They're- oh, okay, so it's just his regular restaurants. Yeah, David Burke is... Uh- and I don't want to fuck with Dave about this, but amazing, amazing chef. chef. And he has kind of like a 
fast food joint uh, here in town, and I stopped by the other day, seeing him and his girl. And uh, who? Your ex. And oh. David Burke is the only person who can actually make sliders, like rare. I don't know how he can pull it up because most places you go and get sliders, and there's so little meat right. that they cook through very quickly, and you're dealing with a darkened piece of beef. But David Burke does pull that off. Wow. And he's talented. There's no question That's what about I heard. <laughs> no, what do you More mean? Than one. No, no, no. Talented cooking. Guess who's finally satisfied? David Burke sounds like he's doing well for himself. Mm, nope. Let me I just say who I was talking about. Let me just say she deserves a happy ending. Oh. Um, here is uh, Derek in PA. You're on Fez. Ronnie B, big fan. Um, usually I'm on Team Fez, but one time I was at a Chili's and looked over, saw a lady drinking out of the ketchup bottle. Sorry, Fez. Look, I, I oh, want to explain something to you, Derek. There's no Team Ron and Team Fez. Fez and I will wrestle with something till we get to the truth for Team Ron and Fez. It's not Ron versus Fez. It's Ron and Fez together, brainstorming, talking about every single angle of the mi most minute things so we can finally come to the Ron and Fez opinion. And that's why we're able to drop things as immediately as they happen. I don't know whether or not Fez should be using ketchup. I think ketchup can cover up a lot of flavor. The reason why ketchup got so big is because fast food was so awful for so many years. But ketchup is not a great-tasting fucking thing. Everyone knows this. Ketchup was always used to cover up the fact that there's a lack of flavor. Hmm. That's it. I know you grew up with it because you're used to eating shitty fucking food, ladies and gentlemen. But you, if you have really great food, you don't need the condiments. You need the, They started putting mayonnaise on things because there wasn't enough fucking taste there. And everybody was just sitting around eating condiments. So I'll put a lot of, I put a lot of fucking relish and, and fucking mustard on it. Yes, because you're eating something so bland you need. And I'm looking right at you guys that carry your own Tabasco sauce. <laughs> it's because your taste buds now have been uh, polluted. This bowler is on TV constantly. I have yeah. never knew that Dick Weber could cause such a firestorm because he got nine pins instead of ten. I and I didn't know that where the camera people are set up is such a has been such a controversy in bowling that this is finally being looked at. It's like taking on the BCS in Congress. Here's what I you ran out of air, which always yeah. makes me laugh. <laughs> um, the interesting thing to me, I think bowling. And perhaps golf are the only two sports where the people watching play the sport on a consistent level still. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like most sports you go to and you're like, I don't know how they do it. But in bowling, all the people there, I bowled till. And the last game that this guy bowled, I bowled a better game than him two days ago. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably why they're even on television. It's because all the people who golf are but like, I'm going to watch. But wouldn't yeah. that make it more frustrating if you're a bowler and you're sitting there watching bowling going, I want to play. Mm. Let me in the game. feel kind of left out sitting here. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, going over everything that we got for the big Twitter party 
the Jerome Bettis ball, the Michael Strahan ball, the Adidas signed by Bruce Jenner, the Bill Cosby signs, signage by Weird Al, Aubrey Plaza, the Nizzers, uh, the Pro Flowers gifts cards. And now we've got another announcement to make from our friend Steven Singer. Steven Singer uh, from Steven Singer Jewelers. $250 gift card being added to the mix here. $250 to spend at Steven Singer and IHateStevenSinger.com for Valentine's Day. That's going to save somebody's romance, their relationship right there. Having, you know, the cash to spend at a great jewelry store. Um, let's, uh, let's jump into this because what do you think is the big prize? I will tell you the one that people have most asked about. And this is going to hurt Dave, who likes uh, the Giants so much. More people interested in the Bettis ball than the Michael Strahan ball. Wow. And that's just fact. It's not me trying to put huh. your team down. Okay. I'm trying to bring you numbers. Yeah, no. Now, I if get people it. like to play this, uh, Twitter us or tweet us at 202 Friends right now, and we'll go over what people are most excited about winning. But from just what I'm doing, and this is unscientific, but people asking, When's the Bettis ball going off? Wow. When, what's happening with the Bettis ball? Not as many asking me about Strahan. That's su that is surprising. And this is going to hurt you. I think the Steelers fans are a more excitable bunch than the Giants fans. Well, I wouldn't disagree with that. Thank you. The Giants fans, but the Giants fans are passionate in their own way. They're just not vocal enough about they have to well, get off their chairs and be vocal i'll let people uh write into 202 friends at twitter by the way they're still uh, enjoying the uh the joker the bearded joker bit that he did on opie and i see that the vase is still empty yes and it sits there no one has moved the vase <laughs> out of the way just a reminder of and, a sad day and yes i say vase like uh, daniel day lewis i've decided <laughs> to move over with him i don't say vase anymore <laughs> Honey, take the vase in the house. Thanks, hon. And put some water in. Put some water in it for the flowers. Thanks, honey. You talk like you're from Delaware. That's what that girl said to me. Yeah, yesterday. I heard that. You talk like you're from Delaware. And I said, why? And she goes, that's weird. Steve's doing an impression. Yeah. But I, was, I sort of wanted to explain it to her. She's adorable. No, I know. She's great. Uh, now, I'm going to ask you this question, Dave, and <laughs> Fez, you can be as part of this as well. You're not out. Just because I'm asking Fe Dave a direct question, okay. I want you to hear it. All right, but don't forget to ask me. Okay. Dave and Fez. Um, Sarah Silverman on Letterman the other night tells a very amusing story. Uh, and I didn't know this about women, but... They will be naked uh, in front of each other quite a bit. And she was getting ready for a shower. Her mom was in waiting for the shower water to heat up for her. She takes off her robe. She starts to get in. And her mother says, what's on your ass? And there was the handprint bruise on her ass. And she had to say to her mother, my new boyfriend spanks me. <laughs> uh, an amusing story. Yeah. But I'll ask this question. How do you think Jimmy Kimmel feels? Yeah. A, that was his girlfriend, and not just like a girl he was with, his actual girlfriend that he loved for years, and she's telling this story. Now, I understand she's a comic. It may or may not be a 100% true story, but either way, 
you're Jimmy Kimmel. Do you think this one's making its way to YouTube and being put up on the little AOL clips of the day? Or would this just drive you uh, crazy? Fez, I want you to answer second. Okay. But I'm going to ask Dave first since he's in a relationship. All right, just uh, remember to go back to me. It would be devastating. Yeah. It would be absolutely, it would destroy me. Because it would make me look like the, you know, non-fun, uh, not sexually explorative boyfriend. You know, I was just a, a, a very much of a square. And so Jimmy Kimmel just looks like a dork compared to this new fucking he-man of a boyfriend that she's got. So you feel like this was a slap in the face? Yep, I do. And Mr. It, hurts, Jimmy Kimmel. it hurts me and it hurts Jimmy. Really? It hurts you just hearing that? Because it yeah. makes you feel like, what if I was Jimmy Kimmel? Yep, yep. I uh, very much identify with Jimmy Kimmel. Fez Watley. It is definitely a slap. Well, okay. It's not even a slap to her ass. It's a slap to Kimmel. <laughs> it's a slap to Kimmel's face and his psyche. And I think I, I take it a little more further than even Dave, where it's not that he's just a prude. He couldn't give her what she wanted, it sounds like. It sounds well, maybe like... he used to spank her, too, just her mom never saw the ass. But it doesn't come across that way. Yeah. I mean, right. unless Kimmel wants to talk about his own freak stories with Sarah Silverman, and I don't think he will, mm. we go by Sarah Silverman, and the impression is, now I've found a guy who can do it, who can please the Silverman. So if you were Jimmy Kimmel, would you go on your show the next night and say, I used to spank her, too? Let's get that straight. Or does that just make you look like weak sauce? Yeah, very much, very, very weak. You can't get out of Stay this with a win. From it. You can no. only just ignore it. Totally no. ignore it. I think you have to. Right. I think you have to go on and do it if you're Jimmy Kimmel. No, I, I guess this new guy is also funny, and he, he writes for one of the uh, funny shows. I'm not sure exactly if anybody knows. Uh, help me out here, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. But apparently he's a head writer for one of the comedy shows. So that's also like... Hey, do you ever get outside the neighborhood? You know what I mean? Can you? <laughs> is it a fucking problem for you to date a plumber every once in a while? You have to be with somebody in the same fucking business? Um, or just like a dramatic writer, you know? Go, it's out, just something go out with someone who writes for Law and Order. Yeah. That you're not, like, because now you don't want her constantly saying... Uh, to people, oh, my boyfriend's so funny. Yeah, and then yeah, absolutely. And then Jimmy Kimmel would be like, well, "What was I? Just an unfunny prick to you? Right? Just some guy who put you on his show? That's I guess that's all I was to you." Yeah. See, she's she's killing him right now. Uh, yep. Now, Higgs, uh, let's suppose um, you're Jimmy Kimmel. Do you feel in front here? Yeah, it was, they broke up like six months ago. It's fucking way too soon for her to go on national. Too soon. It's too soon. Maybe yeah. it was like a year or two later. It's like, all right, yeah, she's a fucking freak. So I just getting her ass slapped. But it's too soon. I mean, I and they went they went out for a while, so I, I would feel like shit. Um, here's uh, Andrew. Andrew, you're on Fez. Hey, Ronnie B. Uh, Shira's new boyfriend is a writer on Family Guy, so it's probably out there. Like most people know who he is. I mean, in the community, he's a yeah, he's a shock jock. He's a shock jock writer. He he <laughs> he he talks like a shock jock, but he types it. He types it down. Um, all right. By the way, I'm I'm looking up on people coming back. Yes, there are people who do want the Strahan ball. Yes, there's people, of course, that want the Bettis ball. Believe it or not. Nizzers seem to be doing, uh, and I thought this was a throwaway prize, 
I'm going to start promoting Nizzers oh, a little wow. harder. Thank on you. The, by the way, I'm ladies and gentlemen, for the big Twitter party, <laughs> we have signed Nizzers. Yes. <laughs> and then we also have uh, stuff I, with here's the Strahan, Ron, Bruce he, Jenner. Here's the thing what you have to understand. Jerome Bettis, brilliant player, he didn't invent the football. Right. Strahan didn't invent the football. Uh, Jenner didn't invent the sneakers. David McDonald, the inventor of Nizzers, signing Nizzers. It'd be like Bill Gates signing a computer. I'd still rather have the straight hand football if I had a choice between that. Right. Eddie Yarmut, Ron Fez. And by right, the way, what's going on, guys? Uh, uh, the name of so you know. Sarah's boyfriend is Alex Sulkin. He's uh, one of the producers on Family Guy. I don't know if you guys already got that information or not. But I think it was obviously a made-up story last night, although it was very funny. But the thing about Sarah Silverman, she just looks so horrible in that dress and with the shoulders. Can't disagree was, more. It was Cannot disagree more. Any of these people who say... I don't like funny women or funny women or a turn off to me. I find them to be, no offense to anyone here on the show, a little homosexual. Because that Sarah Silverman is as sexy as if she was a singer. Oh, yeah. Just as sexy. Uh, 100%. Has and been. Actually, has been for years. I get a little, uh, I question people who talk like this. Now, the other day, I said, uh, the boss grabbed me and said, I want you to come into the studio, Zoe. Is it Denon Show? Deschanel. Deschanel. Zoe Deschanel is singing. I walk into a little studio. She's singing like a little angel, like a little beautiful angel. I've had three people, when I tell them the story, and I want to tell it in a happy, isn't this an unusual thing to happen in your life? Here's a little movie star singing, and my boss takes me into this little room to say it, and it's what an unusual thing to happen. Three different guys, and some girls have said to me, eh, like, what do you mean? She looks like Katy Perry. I go, well, first of all, who are you to act like you're better than Katy Perry? You're not. They're both ridiculously hot. What the fuck are you talking about? That's saying she looks like a really hot chick. They were taking it in the negative. So I'm like, first of all, I said to the guy, what are you talking about? He goes, I hate that song. What the fuck does that have to do whether Katy Perry? Somebody else went. Oh, uh, she lost it for me in the happening. Uh, I'm just telling you, I saw a little pretty movie star singing. Right. Why do you got to turn that into a negative? This is a gorgeous fucking girl. Now, this same guy, and I'm not going to say um, who he happens to be, because I think that would uh, be wrong. But he also said uh, the girl that came in here uh, that does all the Woody Allen movies now, the really pretty young blonde girl. Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson. Oh. He goes, she was in here. All right. And he goes like this. Eh. Like, what the fuck? What? What are you insi- Jesus Christ. You're I'm quitting out. the show because yeah. what somebody what? said? Scarlett, Scarlett Johansson is oh, basically known by every man. The, her and Angelina are the hottest chicks in, in Hollywood right now. But what gets into these men they feel the need to say, I wouldn't be with them. Why don't you say... What you really mean is I'd rather suck a penis you, you, and have the penis you, you must. ejaculate into my mouth. First I wish they all, would say that. If this person, this is the same, Scarlett Johansson and Katy Perry, this is the same person who found both of them unattractive? Yeah. Well, then he is, I don't want to be like mean about this, he's a fagula. That's kind of mean. Yeah, kind of mean. Because you yeah, cannot... Uh, it helps if it's Italian. You cannot look at Katy Perry's face and body. I was literally... Smitten with her when she was a guest judge on American Idol t- last week. Smitten. 
I was like, oh my God. On HD TV, she was popping out of the television. I was like, this girl is incredible. Titties were popping out. It, she really was amazing looking. Yes, that's what he means. <laughs> that's what I meant. You don't have to be Mr. Blunt you know? from Blunsky. Love that But rack. it was like, it was Avatar tits. And then she Blue? fucking, and then Scarlett Johansson is, everyone knows Scarlett Johansson is like amazing. This is what gets in the I don't even like when women say, oh, Brad Pitt. Just, like, stop lying to me. You You're don't funny. lie. Yeah, just stop lying. And you can say, like, okay, uh, Tom Cruise is too short for my taste. I would get that. Don't say, he's disgusting. But because they'd he's so still short. be with Tom Cruise. Like, Why are you, they lying? If you fucking shrunk goddamn Cindy Crawford to two feet tall, she'd still be fucking hot. I'd rather have that. <laughs> That'd be crazy. What's crazy about fucking dating a two-foot-tall model? <laughs> Makes perfect sense to me. What is she modeling? Um, Barbie clothes? Here's a quick question, Fez. Uh, Barb wants to know, will you put the toenails up for winners? Could people win your bag of nails? Uh, no, because that is my bag of toenails and that I have spent years on. And if my toenails went away... I would feel very odd and ill at ease if my collection of toenails was gone. What I will do when you die, I'm going to fill them up in your mouth like a little chipmunk. <laughs> oh, God. You could just spread That's them with good. my ashes. You're going to be ash now? I'm really thinking ashes. Wow, this is you changed on me. Yeah. You were the constant I need to be in a box guy. Right, yeah, because I wanted my body to still be in one piece. Right. That's why I was always against but organ now donation. That not, now that it's not anyway. <laughs> <laughs> now that it's, it's just one big broken piece is what's happened. Yeah, I think so I'm going to be fine. ashes. Wow. Yeah, because I just, you know, from things I've seen with some other people... Yeah, it's disgusting. Yeah, and I just and I've seen uh, stuff in the past couple of years that has changed my mind. Do you want to be ashes, or should I just have you lightly grilled? No, if you're going to burn me, go all the way. I'm not medium rare, Ron. <laughs> I just want to see you with some grill marks on your face. <laughs> That'd be really delicious, Fez. Though car grill. Imagine you go to that funeral; it just smells fantastic. <laughs> it really would. Aged meat. I like it. Like I've been hanging in a smokehouse. Um, I'm telling you right now, the Twitters are going uh, very, very strong, and the Nizzers are right up there. Wow. I, I think, uh, really, uh, besides the, you got the footballs, but I think the most amazing thing on the list is the signed Bill Cosby book. Come on, people. Mm -hmm. it's You're getting a book written and signed by a legend. Right, he is a legend. I mean... And that's a perfect present. Well, all these things are perfect presents to give out to somebody, because it's not like you're going to come across most of these. But the Bill Cosby, you know you give to your dad on, like, a Father's Day thing. Yeah, and that's you're basically getting, like, you know, it's like the Thomas Jefferson of comedy. Right, it's, a, it's going to be a piece of history. And the Nizzers aren't? I doubt it. Uh, also, with the Pro Flowers, you get to take care of your Valentine's Day. And with your uh, Stephen Singer... Forget Valentine's Day. You got 250 bucks there. Yeah, that just added to the list for the first ever Twitter Super Bowl trivia party. It's happening this Sunday, of course. The Super Bowl party is on 202 Friends this year. This annoys me because this party is easily the best prizes we've ever had, but we can't be there to see people's happy faces. Mm. I like to give people their prizes and have them go like, Maybe hey. they should take a TwitPick if, if, if they've oh, won. I'm not going to look at TwitPicks. <laughs> To be honest, I look at your twittios because they're stupid, 
and weird, as you like to put it. Yeah. But I'm not going to oh. look at everybody's. I have an, up, an update, too. The, uh, the the voting just finished for Shorty Awards. Yeah. So the announcement will come on March 2nd of who wins. A guy from CNN, a guy from CNN, a writer, uh, advised people to vote for the llama because it's weirder to be told what to do by an animal. What's the guy's name? I'll get it for you right now. But... That's the second publication who's come against me, because USA Today said, vote for Weird Al in the weird category. I don't like this bullshit. Now, I love Weird Al, so I, I was Is Weird upset. Al in the weird category now? He was, but he's out, because he, he'd make the finalists. So I didn't have a problem Good. with that guy. No, I got a fucking problem with that. He's got enough in life. You've got Ron. nothing. John D. <laughs> Sutter. His name is John D. Sutter. And it's scitech.blogs.cnn.com. And there's even a comments section if you want to tell John D. Sutter where to go. Because he's supposed to be an objective journalist. It's CNN. I send that to... Uh, Here it is. 202. So he goes... It's, it's like, these are my... He goes, these are the, my, uh, my list of who should win the categories. The llama, in parentheses, bossy animal. Yes, Dave is a bossy animal, too. And I'd like the, the cable news networks to understand that. Now, Chris and Simi already jumped in on this guy. Yeah. But I'd like more people to jump in on this fucking jerk. Um, let's uh, go to Kevin in Philly. You're on my face. Being funny doesn't make a woman attractive, so I, I honestly, I think Sarah Silverman's just nasty, and it, it, it doesn't work for me, Ronnie, I'm sorry. I, I hope that doesn't make me gay. No, you are gay, and it's not really just for that woman be moment, because you and your friend jerk off into each other's assholes. Now, obviously, it's not going to make you attractive alone, okay? Toady Fields, I'm going to get not attractive. <laughs> Hysterical. But even one-legged Tony Fields, I'd, stop, I'd probably still be with. I'm saying it adds to her attractiveness. Because she's attractive and she's funny. Just like if she was attractive and an actress or attractive and a singer. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the woman who, I, I always forget the name, her, the German singer in Blazing Saddles, who's in all the Mel Brooks movies. Hitler. <laughs> no, she's the good. girl. She, you guys know who I'm talking about. Hitler. Um, she was absolutely, absolutely what? gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know it is. Because it just means, like, no matter what he says, he can't get out of the maze. He's just stuck in the Hitler maze. Uh, Northern Dave, you're on Fez. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Yeah. Dave, I hope your kid's okay. I, 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 even though I'm not the biggest of your fan, I, I do think of... Uh, Thanks for the backhand compliment. There's <laughs> always qualifier. is who I was talking about. I didn't know she was German. She's American. She was Lily von Stoop. You know, the, she was the German singer. Yeah, I singer. know, but she's... Uh, she's. Uh, by the way, I love her. Yeah, that's what Hello, I meant. gentlemen. Yeah. What is it? Hello. Yes. Ryan, listen, I got an issue, Bob. annoying. Go ahead. All right, I'm sorry. I, I didn't even know I was on the air, so I apologize. I stop that. Stop talking like Fred Brooklyn. <laughs> I'm sorry. Listen, this is Fred, I day. Carl Valentine passed away from Raquel's Navy. Oh, uh, somebody better. That's a so, disease. Yeah, somebody better give a uh, call to Stalker Patty. This is going to uh, destroy. I him. heard he's getting buried at sea. That's, you know, he hasn't done that show. <laughs> In fucking 50 years. Today should be Valentine's Day. Um, you know what? I'm on a walkout now. I'm going to join Dave in a walkout. A man died. Uh, I don't see why we should be celebrating that with shock jock humor. Uh, Lou, San Diego, Ronnie Fez. Hey, Ronnie, listen. 
Listen, I'm gay, and I would love to fuck Sarah Silverman. So does that make me straight? Or am I just like, uh, do I have another secret? No, here's the thing, Lowen. I think you can back me up here. And where are you calling from? San Diego. But then don't say you're gay. Just say I'm calling from San Diego, and I'll know you're, immediately you're right. that you're gay. <laughs> Um, I have no family either, so the, I got that going for me, too. See, the weird thing is I think you can be straight and do something, and people go, well, then you're gay. But I don't think that you can be gay and then do something and then become straight for it. I think you're just always gay. Yeah, I, you're, if, a, if a gay guy is going to watch the Super Bowl, well, then you're straight. It's just right. not going to happen. But, I'm, uh, but if it, no, I don't understand what you're saying. I say if a gay guy does anything, a gay guy could win the Congressional Medal of Honor. Still gay. A gay guy oh. could sleep with 800 women. Still gay. Right. I don't think you can un-gay, but you can un-straight. And you gay guys have no idea what it's like to uh, possibly lose your sexual identity at any moment. <laughs> Dave Teeters. And, mo well, and a well, lot of people would call you gay from that one gay experience. Yeah, no, I mean, but I'm, I not, I'm not gay in my heart or in my head, and I think but that's where you have to be gay. You take a guy like Mafia Life Chris. Mm -hmm. He had one gay experience as a kid. He's gay. Mm-hmm. Yes. You can't get out of that. No, uh, you're absolutely right there. Oh, I don't yeah. know about that. He's gay. I disagree with that. You and Chris together? <laughs> no, I just think that you have to be... Just say that you and Chris are always on the same side, and I'll be happy. Well, we are on the same side in a lot of issues. Well, know which side that is. What mafia team are you on? Because uh, I, I don't follow it as <laughs> I well. I was on the Bennington. Well, is it Edo's. the season? Is it preseason? I don't, I don't know. I don't know how that works either. It's very fucking confusing. It's very confusing. <laughs> All right, do you have the link up on your uh, little Twitter page so people can fight with him? Um, I just emailed it to somebody. Okay. Well, let's try to get those up and let's you know stick up for Dave. Because that's not right. It's not right for CNN to go against Dave. It's a, Dave, wants one th Dave wants to be the weirdest. And honestly, this is the third time. Remember, I did a Taco Bell thing that I thought I was close to. I made a song yeah. and everything. Then I did the um, the tax, Turbo Tax. Right. Made the top ten. Thought I should have won that one, to be honest with you. And now this one, I feel like, is the closest. This is, I am closer than the other two. You know, and people came to 202 Friends and they say, Hey, we can put you in this contest, too. And I said... No, this is Dave's contest. Dave found out about it first. This is his place to yeah, shine. Yeah, thank you. I mean, I actually was nominated by someone, but once I found out, yeah, I embraced it. Uh, here's uh, Richard in Florida. You're on Fez. Hey, on uh, Comedy Central, there's a commercial with Sarah Silverman talking to Dimitri Martin about pooping in his butt. So it's no doubt that she's a freak. Yeah, it's one thing to do the joke. <laughs> But it's another thing to go on a different guy's uh, television show who, let's face it, when she was with Kim all, on that all that time, how often was she going on Dave? Very, very little. Because she had the Kimmel show that yep. she was kind of a semi-regular. Few and far between. And she certainly wasn't going to go on there and talk about some other guy. Right, yeah. Now she goes on there and talks about another guy. It had to stink. That hurt. That hurt. definitely hurt. She could have... Like, she should have gone on Jimmy, and then if they had a little thing of, hey, my new boyfriend, you know, does stuff that you Then we ought to be laughing. Then, we, then we're having fun. Good point. But she, she just... Because then that's it. okay with Jimmy. Yeah. We're here, you're like, I don't know if that's okay with Jimmy. <laughs> no. Doesn't seem like it would be okay with Jimmy to me. It wouldn't. Uh, Fez, this is the latest rumor, and I know how much you like the American Idol, uh, to replace, the latest rumor to replace Simon Cowell, Howard Stern. Really? Whoa. Yeah. 
And I think the interesting thing about that is now you can see that they care about the TV show way more than any of these people having careers. Right. The last person they got was a comic. Now they're bringing in a radio broadcaster. When the show started, and I don't know whether this is definite at all, but it's just the, the latest uh, rumor that they're floating. You had the record producer. You had the session man, A&R guy who used to go out and find bands. And you had the girl who was a pop stardom. And the illusion used to be these three judges and their experts will shape your career so that when you leave here, you will be 100% ready for pop stardom. Now it looks like they would have a uh, songwriter, a comedian, and a radio broadcaster saying, let's have basically a fun show, a fun night, and that's the end of it. They've given up this illusion. And, you know, if they um, they couldn't turn that gay guy last year into a, a to a big star. Adam Lambert. Then I'm wondering if they can even do it anymore. Right. Because that kid seemed to have a certain amount of heat on him where it felt like he was going to have a giant album. Yes. And he he was very, very popular. I mean, and he yes, was... Yes, he was. He, he was, was more popular than the winner. Well, I'll say this, though. He was like water cooler talk for... What, five weeks straight? It was yeah. always Adam Lambert every Well, we don't have a water Wednesday. cooler here, so I don't know. You know, we get bottles of water, so okay. I don't know how that works. Well, but still, it was like every Wednesday, what, how, how did Lambert do? Hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, this is this shows you that the show, this show's got three three years tops left. Yeah, I think if Simon goes to X Factor and takes Paula with him, X Factor's going to pass up Idol. I know you've said that. It's very surprising to me that you can knock off a number one show like that. Um, but, you know, they are definitely further along in this. But I think what really hurts the show is that they're not making stars anymore. Maybe they need to concentrate on country because it seems like they know how to make country stars. They can't make a pop star, though. Right. No, they cannot. They also need to get younger people. They, it's... Well, they're down to 16 now. What do you want, fucking 12? <laughs> but those 16-year-olds, don't, they don't have enough of them who make the top 12. They need, they need to concentrate on that. That's how you get. You, you you get the 11-year-old girls who fucking buy everything. I didn't even realize that the Jonah Brothers are bigger fucking stars than I thought they were. I laughed at Fez for saying that uh, one day. You said that they're amazingly big stars. Yeah, they're huge. I did not know it. Mm -hmm. Let me give you a full apology then. Thank you, Ron. I appreciate that. And, and I totally accept it. And I'm going to send something over to your house for the Super Bowl. Something really good. Yeah, or I could just come to your house for Super Bowl. It could be a JPEG of me enjoying my Super Bowl party while you're at your house, right, but completely alone. Yeah. So it's good, Mr. Wright. Enjoy yourself and your Jonas Brothers correctness. Yeah, it seems like the, um, the apology is being peppered with some other things there. You really got nothing to do Super Bowl? No, I don't have a place to go. This might be last minute, uh -huh. but I'd love for you to come over after the show and help me clean up. Because that's going to be a huge job. I know. I, I've been to some in the past. Mm. I, I know what that takes, what that job entails. Matter of fact, this is an interesting little piece of uh, trivia. The Super Bowl will be exactly one year since a major star said to uh, Dave's daughter, We're going live, honey! <laughs> We're live in an hour. Hear that, baby? <laughs> We're going live. It's going to be crazy. 
Uh, I thought you didn't tell me there's going to be food and brownies and people here. <laughs> Did you realize that that's only a year? Doesn't it seem like five years ago? It really does. Holy cow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. That was, that that's definitely one of the highlights. And that was right before the fabulous left, Liza Minnelli, Liza with a Z, playing with your baby. Mm. Yeah, love at it. a Super Bowl party. You can't put that all together. You can't. You can't. Yeah. Insanity. You can't be able to pull that off. We did. <laughs> Good game too. That's when you knew that the magic had started. You're like, okay, Liza Minnelli just made this a, a, a good night. She would have, I mean, if she was able to stick around, she would have stayed there and babysat while everyone enjoyed the game. She, she loved that baby. She mm -hmm. did. She wanted to be there. And your baby loved her. Yes, she did. Well, it's because Liza Minnelli and Beanie McDonald are the exact same person. That's scary. In every sad. way. That's the worst thing that you could ever say. Except with a lot less Tony Awards. Um... And husbands. All right, I'm going to go back to pop music now. Here's an interesting story. Stairway to Heaven, covered by Mary J. Blige. That's the latest thing, that she is going to cover this iconic song soulfully. Fez, mm -hmm. hit or miss? Miss. Why miss? Uh, miss, I think, the, I think the time has passed on that song. It's become a cliche, uh, and I just think... But not the black people. Black people are going to be like, did Mary write this? You know what I mean? To black people, it's going to be a brand new song. Uh, Dave? Uh, hit. Mary J. Blige has that magical touch. You know, it, you remember what song she covered by you two? She covered one. One. Made into a gigantic hit. Yeah. And I think we could all agree, one is a little played. Not to black people. No. Black people are like, damn, Mary's coming up with some lyrics yeah they always did by the way that was a black voice i was doing oh. it for a second <laughs> but it was street it was uh, so yeah. fucking street i got yeah. it mm -hmm. growing up in spring lake new jersey i was like that's that's what a black person probably yeah. sounds like it wasn't like clarence thomas or right yeah. um, uh, out of all the things that we have here uh fez <laughs> and you said your number one would be the iconic thomas jefferson right of comedy bill cosby right the sign book come on people uh that's at the bottom, with Kaz, the Pawnee shirt, and the sneakers. Uh, the Ron and Fez shirts are even doing better than Cosby. Uh, gift cards above that. Then Weird Al, Strahan, Bettis, and then the Nizzers. Whoa. This is why I think you're going to win Weirdest ever. <laughs> I think you're going to win the Weirdest ever. If, if all these, you know, so-called objective publications and, and news media outlets don't try and ruin me first. All right, so we're one for one for this. Let me look over uh, and, and let uh, and let Pepper Hicks break it. Uh, Mary J. Bly's covering Stairway, hit or miss. For some fucked up reason, it's going to be a big hit, I think. Yeah. Because it's just, it's played out, but she'll do something to make it different and then be like, oh, yeah, hey, I did like Stairway. lady <laughs> I know. And there's rises on the bedroom. She can sing, though. You got to give her that. Yeah, she can. I mean, well, you know, I, I'm, I'm not into that kind of music, but I can understand she has talent. Big trouble over at the NBC Commissary, Fez, and I feel like Johnny Carson even saying, bringing up the NBC <laughs> Commissary. But for Black History Month, Yes, once again, somebody thought fried chickens and collard greens would be the way to go, and people are offended. It happens every time. You know what? Just in case this is going to happen, take the fried chicken and greens off the menu altogether. Well, she did, it on, she did it on purpose. So you, you find it racist? Yeah, I do. Yeah. 
Now, does this change at all? The chef, or cook, because it is a commissary, is black. And is saying, I don't understand the controversy. It's Black History Month, celebrating African Americans. I'm putting African American cuisine on the menu. How can that be a bad thing? It's ridiculous. And really, black people have got to say to themselves, this is our food. Let's sell it to the world. Let's share it with them and make big money. Let's own cornbread. Because, you know, barbecue used to be black people's food, right? It was At one time, it was considered uh, what, you know, Southerners, particularly black Southerners, would eat. They let white people take that open mm -hmm. over, open up all these great barbecue places, and basically steal their recipes. Right. It's almost like when you look over and see Mexican people making pizzas now. You're going to give it up. You're going to lose that thing that should be your money. And it's I don't like, know why they're ashamed of that. I mean, on March 17th every year, you know, I'm sure the commissary gives out corned beef and cabbage for the Absolutely. Irish people. It's not offensive. It's That's what they eat. And it's, it's a And it's also, meal. by the way, it's also awful. Where <laughs> yeah. fried chicken and greens and cornbread, this fucking food is delicious. Right. Embrace it and open up yourself some cheesy fucking uh, chain restaurants and make some money. It's fucking crazy to me that they let this get away from them. It's almost like you remind me of that Surprise episode where Paulie Walnuts is in a Starbucks and is so pissed off because he's like, how come the Italians weren't on espresso first? It's a good, it's a very good point. And he was furious, so he stole an espresso machine or something. Uh, cappuccino and espresso yeah. both were Italian he's cultural like, foods. What the hell? We, we, we could be number one. We now, Starbucks taking you've away. taken pizza and spaghetti and it's almost considered regular American food. You know what I mean? People... Forget, oh yeah, that's Italian-based. Yeah. Yes. I mean, the amount of bad Italian food out there has far surpassed great Italian food. That's it's American Italian. It's fucking crazy yeah. these people have let this uh, slip out of their hands. It, it really does make me nuts. It's, chicken is, 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 is wonderful. I mean... Fried chicken, soul food is the best fucking food. Nobody doesn't like it. I, I picked up a bunch of it for you guys that day. You want animal on it. Yes, definitely. Now... Why would anybody be ashamed of, like, yeah, that's my culture's food? Why would they think that was a horrible fucking thing? Enjoy it. Pass it around. This is our food. This is our people's food. Stop being so sensitive. But there were stereotypes of those people. The, the stereotypes they worry the most about are always seen eating those foods. It's yes. like it goes in line with the, stereo yes. with the bad stereotype. Yes. But are you going to let the people from Jersey Shore... Because they're eating eggplant, fucking take that off your menu? Hell no. Uh, the word is, if they're not doing Miami Beach, Jersey Shore, it's going to be in a foreign country. Oh, uh, so Jersey is off of Jersey Shore, according to TMZ. MTV, you blew it. Do it in Venice. As Robert De Niro said in Copland, you blew it. You, you had... Can you imagine how bold the actual Italians would be? It would just be a nightmare. <laughs> Put them in Rome with real Italians. <laughs> I always love it, too, when uh, Italians will come over here and uh, some guy from Brooklyn will say, I'm Italian, too. And they'll go, what do you mean? You're Italian. Yeah. You're not Italian. I'm Italian. <laughs> Wait, you don't even sound anything alike. <laughs> we don't look at you. You're eight times the size of me. Um, but I, I know it, it just drives me crazy that somebody lets uh, someone steal that stereotype away from them. I don't know why. I don't know why they bend to it. 
or that we have the balls to, to tell uh, a black chef cooking these foods, you're a racist. When she's saying these are my cultural background. Well, that's the white uh, mommy and daddy looking out. That's exactly for the, for, what it for is. For the black child. That's exactly what it is. And don't act like some of the stereotypes aren't true. Every stereotype has truth in them. That's how they became stereotypes in the first place. Right. People from different cultures eat different types of foods. They talk I differently. But to point that out, I don't see why that's a negative. Now, if you say... No, you can't work here because, you know, you grew up uh, as a, you know, Brooklyn Italian. I get that. But to act like don't let people catch you eating pizza, that would be <laughs> fucking insane to me. I have to hide my whiskey drinking. Right, here's a quick you question for you. Um, uh, minorities in this country tend to vote uh, with the Democratic Party. Mm -hmm. Except for one. Except for one minority. What do you think that is, Fess? Um, I will say Jews. Jews. I think I know this. Yeah. The Cubans. Cubans were probably, uh, you might be right, but they're considered part of Hispanic. Oh, okay. So that'll cost you on All that. Right. So give me a minority. I'd say Asians. I was going to say Asians. Indians, Asians, yeah. In particular, you know what, the Cubans, I, I should have gave it to you before, so you're wrong. Asians is too broad. Indians. Southeast Asia. Wrong. Chinese. The Chinese, I guess they come here, they fucking hate communism so bad, they just never want to see anybody from the government <laughs> say anything again. <laughs> so the Chinese uh, may be the future of the Republican Party. Oh, wow. That's crazy. But I, I might, because from being in, in South Florida, I do think the Cubans tend to vote Republican. Yeah. I do. Although I didn't see them on this thing. I know that they're very hardcore Republicans. And, and but I think that the thing that they're, they're considered Hispanic. Yeah, they're not right. just right. considered they Cuban. Are. So they probably get engulfed in that. Right. Because most of the Cubans I know down in, in Florida tend to be also just no fucking government, please, for any reason. <laughs> just let us sell fucking whatever we want and don't ask us any <laughs> questions. I don't want to deal with Castro. What do you think the next minority is to be a, the, become a president in this country? I think midget. I think you're really oh, looking at a midget president. No, no, he's just so cute if yeah. that was the case. With a giant lighter. He'll just always have a giant lighter and he'll run across the <laughs> piano to light something. Um, That's a good inauguration. Well, you know, it's weird to call women a minority, but I guess, you know, they're considered that. you got to figure a woman president. We came so close with Hillary. Yeah. If she would have beat Obama... She probably would have beat McCain. What do you think, Fizz? Um, I think it'll probably be uh, Hispanic. Yeah. Just the the is population it, is. It might not even be considered a minority by then. Right. It's <laughs> just getting. You know, it's so big in this country. The presence there. Yeah, I think it's going to be a Latino president day. Well, not the weird thing is not all Hispanics call themselves Latinos. Some of them hate. Oh, really? Them. Yeah. Uh, particularly Oops. the Cubans and all that. They don't like to be called. And I don't think the South Americans. Like to be called Latinos, and Spanish people probably don't like to be called Latinos. They're, they're they're not even Hispanic. If you come here from Spain, you're not considered a Hispanic. Are you European? You're Caucasian. You're that's crazy. You're not Hispanic. You're <laughs> wait, Hispanic. Wait, that, that, just that goes, doesn't. So Antonio Banderas is a Europe is a Caucasian. Is a white man. Yeah. <laughs> what? 
That's impossible. A lot of the Hispanic thing happens to be like to tie in with the South American Indian. And the Sp- the Spanish people don't feel this real draw to South America and Mexico the way you would think. <laughs> so like the English people are with us. They're like, look what we did. Look how big our baby got. <laughs> <laughs> our baby got huge. They can crush Spain, though. Everyone in South America got together. Um, I don't even know what any of that says there. No, I thought you said the, the Chinese... The Chinese are Republicans. Try to keep up with all this. All right, we got a break again. Uh, Fez, why don't you read off the list that we have? Because I, I don't even know how to add all the uh, new ones for the big Twitter party. Here's what we have. It's the Twitter Super Bowl trivia party going on this Sunday during the Super Bowl at 202 Friends, where you want to follow there. A Jerome Bettis signed football. Michael Strahan signed football. A couple of future Hall of Famers there. By the way, the Michael Strahan signed football, that goes out as soon as the first interception happens during the game. And if you're the first person to tweet, Banzai at 202. Banzai! at 202, friends, you pick up the Michael Strahan ball. A pair of Adidas signed by Bruce Jenner. That is two prizes. Each shoe is signed for separate winners. A copy of Come On People, signed by Bill Cosby. Uh, CD set, The Essential Weird Al Yankovic, signed by Weird Al. Paired Nizzers, signed by our own Eastside Dave, future shorty winner. A Parks and Recreation t-shirt, signed by Aubrey Plaza, who was our guest yesterday. We got a Pro Flowers uh, gift card in time for Valentine's Day. How much are those gift cards? We got a uh, $50 gift card. I had 50 bucks right there. And a Steven Singer gift card from Steven Singer Jewelers, $250 for that prize to use at IHateStevenSinger.com. And Ron and Fez signed t-shirts throughout the uh, game. Mm. So that's all during the Super Bowl Twitter party coming up this Sunday, 202 Friends. And just remember, one prize per winner. You win something, you're done for the day. (laughs) Well, don't make it into a negative. Just one prize per winner. Uh, and it will be the first prize that you uh, win. All right, when we uh, get back, um, Fezzi, we want to... Uh, well, we're going to go over some of the stuff that we didn't have time to yesterday, and that's jingles. Very uh, uh, jingles. Very big jingles. By the way, very exciting Crunch Gear uh, has uh, plugged our Twitter party. Oh, wow. Very nice. Thank you, Crunch Gear who also represent real talent because their personality of the year for 202, our own Chris Stanley. Thank you. Thank you, Crunch Gear. Defeating defeating myself. Uh, Dave, you were defeated. Yeah. Uh, Opie was defeated by Chris Stanley. Anthony, Jimmy Norton. Uh, Fez, you didn't. We're not one of the nominees. Yeah, I was not nominated by Crunch. Was that easier for you than me sitting there all nervous all night? But I have to tell you this. When Chris Stanley uh, was nominated, there was um, a little sting that I didn't get it Mm -hmm. when I heard his name called out at the dinner. But then I immediately went, you know what? He deserves it. And I was one of those people who leapt to my feet. And, And after I jumped up, I noticed everybody else did. Yes. You have grace, Ron. That was some night. The camera was on It you. was. It was a night of stars, which it was really great. It really was great. Did you return your tux? Because I heard from the guy. No. 
You got to. Stains on it. But I know, but you still got to bring it back. It's on my card. <laughs> and I'm going to end up buying the whole thing. And they, <laughs> they charge way too much. All right, so when we get back, we'll uh, play some of the uh, jingle stuff because hopefully we'll have a big jingle during the jingle uh, during the commercials this year. Yeah, uh, yeah, the commercials during the Super Bowl trivia party on Twitter two hundred two friends and yeah, you never know. Maybe some questions will involve some of the commercials then. All right, so yes, there may be some big jingles played during the Super Bowl commercials, and that sets up uh, jingles. When we get back, we'll look for the best of all time. It's the Run and Face Show. Come gargling naked sluts. Come buns three. Coming in socks. Come on, Eileen. Huge black cocks with pearly white cum. Girls who crave cock. Girls who crave cunt. Met alone too, the KY connection. Pink pussy lips. Oh, yeah, and uh, all holes filled with hard cock. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, what was that called again? Say what? Run and Fez Show. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Winter Olympics is coming up. And uh, we talked about this before. That's going to mean you will now learn names that you've never heard before. But within a matter of weeks, you will say them constantly like they had been Jersey Shore veterans. Uh, Lindsey Vaughn. Learn it. Love it. It's going to be part of your life now. Sports Illustrated has done a new cover on her, Fez, and it's deemed controversial because they are saying they are sexifying this young lady. There she is in her uh, little snowsuit, as skin tight as skin tight could be. Uh-huh. She's leaned over like she's heading down the hill, uh, ass up in the air, arms and legs kind of stretched out. Uh, beautiful young lady. Oh, yeah. But they're saying you're taking the athletics out of this, Sports Illustrated, and tur- turned her into a doggy-style slut. Uh, Dave, if you look at this, you got a problem with this picture. No. She's in skiing position. I see nothing wrong with it. Well, she's not 100% in skiing position. She doesn't have the head on. Her hair is hanging down. She's stopped in that position looking it's over and smiling. Well. It's very attractive. It happens to be attractive and athletic at the same time. It fits. Fez Watley, I see you twirling your pen. I think you're yeah. going to disagree with this. Yeah, it's her ass is up in the air and she's got a giant smile on her face. Of course, this is objectifying her. It's obvious what they wanted to do there. Now, she had to be part of this pose. Do you right. think she knew what was coming? Um, yeah, I, anytime your ass is in the air, you have to know this is coming. Oh. oh. Wait, wait. <sighs> Uh, I didn't mean it like that. Oh, okay, Fez. Fez gets a... I didn't mean it like that. Where he actually didn't mean it that way. He didn't mean that kind of cum. No. You didn't no. mean that there was cum dripping out of her. No, I did not mean that at all against Lindsey Vaughn. Uh, Hicks, you bothered by this? I, honestly, at first glance, I just thought she was in skiing position, to be completely honest. But then yeah, when you guys brought it up, it's kind of dirty, yeah. Well, I don't know whether... But is there a difference between dirty and just... It's sexy. It's a sexy pose and fez whether you like it or not an athlete is a sex symbol mm-hmm. an athlete is a sex symbol they ask the guys to take their shirts off they ask the women to get in bikini they're in the best shape of their lives they're not going to be this young and this in shape ever again why not show it off a little bit 
But what's yeah, the problem? But yeah, but you can't. But you can, but Sports Illustrated can't go up against the thing that says they're taking athletics out of it because you, they absolutely are. Well, uh, what do you mean they're taking athletics out of it? She wouldn't be there if she wasn't an athlete. Right, but that pose doesn't have anything to do with athletics. It's like, here's this hot girl. She's got her ass up in the air. Wow, maybe if I watch the Olympics, I'll get to see that ass again. That has nothing to do with the sport of skiing. It does in a way, because like you said, people will watch it that maybe aren't sports fans. Most of us are not downhill skier fans. Most of us don't follow women's sports. If this gets more people to watch women's sports, and more people to pay attention to this girl, that personally I'd never heard of before she got on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Now I can tell you I'm a big, big fan. And I wish that we had something signed by her for the big Twitter contest. But now I will be paying attention to Lindsey Vaughn. And this was a way to do it. Um, let's go over to... Uh, um, Clay, Illinois. Clay, you're on my face. Hey, fellas, how are you? What can we do for you? Well, listen, uh, I'm a general sales manager for an NBC affiliate here. Two fucking radio and We're stations. selling the Olympics, and the first thing that we do, when I, I, what I did was I, I took a 42-foot trailer, you know, motorhome. Uh -huh. I bring it out to the CEOs, the clients, and so forth, and Lindsey Vaughn is the first thing we show on the monitor to get everybody in the mood. So listen, if we take this thing, we've already taken it stateside, Let's take it globally, go up there. You two guys hop in the bus and help you promote it, and we'll sell the rest of it out. You want to do that, Fez? You want to give up the career you have and just start selling the Olympics on an MP NBC party bus? Uh, no, thank you. Well, what do you think about this, though? Here's a guy, his job is to sell commercial time for the Olympics, and he's selling this young woman's sexuality. Do you see it as a negative or a positive? That's a negative. It's an, it has nothing to do with the spirit of patriotism of how your country's going to do in the Olympics. I don't think patriotism plays a big part of it either. I think these are individual sports. Um, I don't think that it's it's her job to go out and perform as an individual. I don't. You know, we're not Russia where we say win things from other Russia. We look down. We're happy when an American wins, but we're happy for them also as an individual. I don't think she has to follow anybody. Um, to um you know to go out and, and and kind of be apple pie for the rest of us um let's go over to uh general you're on my fez yeah uh how you doing guys um Good. i've seen this pose um many times like uh that, that, is, that is it is a very sexy pose on the cover of the of the magazine there but that is a familiar pose like they have everything to do with the sport that's how they have to get speed to go down the hill um, so Fez, you disagree? Yeah, I disagree. I mean, she's not, it's not like it's an action shot of, look at the fantastic Lindsey Vaughn in right. action. This is her ass up in the air with a gigantic grin on her face, loving her ass in the air. Well, Again, why shouldn't she be, you know, proud of her athletic body? She's worked her whole life to get to this point. Athletes, athletics itself, it's about the body as much as it is the mind and spirit. Well, it's about her body, but I think it's kind of a submissive pose at the same time. Fuck yeah. That makes it even sexier. To me, the only thing that even uh, kind of even makes it sexy is the fact that you can see your head. You know, Not looking. just an ass in the air. Let me ask you the difference. Same shot, 
all laid out there, but in same outfit. Mm -hmm. But instead of Lindsey Vaughn, it was Vince Vaughn. Do you think that you would feel suddenly like this made sense? Um, here is Elizabeth in New Hampshire. You're on Running Fizz. Yeah. Yeah, hi, boys. Um, I picked up the uh, Sports Illustrated out of the mail today, and uh, I actually really like it. As a woman, it's nice to see a beautiful woman who has an athletic body instead of an anorexic one, and, you know, a strong and powerful, successful woman at that. And as a man, my husband's a skier and works in a ski shop, and I thought, hey, that's a, that's a sexy pose. He's going to like this. I'll put it out on the coffee table when he gets home. And also, with respect to the position, that's just the way you would crunch when you're going downhill to race. And so I don't think it's it's really anything that's, like, ob objectionable. And I'm kind of surprised. Uh, well, I'm not surprised that Seth has this reaction. But um, overall, I think it should be viewed very positively. Uh, and also, I think even just as a photo itself, uh, it's a pretty damn strong one. You've, it's, you know, kind of tilted down. You've got the mountains in the background, a beautiful woman. You see USA on her costume. And it kind of makes you think, oh, yeah, the Olympics are coming. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be watching these kids. That's what I thought of. I was like, I can't wait. That's right. It's coming up soon. Um, here is Mike, Mike in Pennsylvania. Hey, uh, this is one of those cases where you, can, you can't win for losing because somebody's going to always see something sexual in something. It's the, the, I, I, get, I get really frustrated because there's people that look at this and say, oh, my God, she's, she's doing something sexual on the cover. These are the same people that will, will, look, at a, will, will, will look at a catalog with uh, you know, children in, in bathing suits and say, oh, my God, there's something sexual there, when there isn't. They're, they're, they're reading things into Keep telling yourself that, that, Mike. What do you mean, Fez? There is? No, I'm saying that he's the one who noticed that. I don't remember. No, no, no. no. I don't remember other people is, saying that. No, what I'm saying is, is you'll, 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 you'll get to these politicians who'll be screaming about, oh, we've got to protect children, protect children, protect children, and they're finding sexuality in places it well, doesn't but, exist. But let's just say this. There is sexuality in sports. Now, if we watch uh, football or basketball, it may not be sexual to us, but when the chicks who watch... It's sexual. When we watch diving, uh, it turns us on to see beautiful women performing, just like in gymnastics. It's going to turn the women on the same. It's not the sexuality doesn't have to mean dirty or awful. It's young people at the very height of not just what their body can do, but what a human body is capable of. To act like there's nothing sensual and sexual about that, it's fucking being immature. It really is. And, I mean, she could not be more covered up, Fez. Mm -hmm. Every inch of her body, until you get to her chin, is covered by a very sexy bodysuit. <laughs> Great look. I don't see it as a, as a negative. I see it as a positive. At the same time, I'm sure Sports Illustrated was aware of it. Right. And I also don't see that as a negative. I really don't. I think the Mark Spitz thing from the 70s, uh, that he's bare-chested with all the medals spread out, was supposed to be a uh, enticing to women and gays. Right. I, think it was, I think it was meant to be. Or else put the guy in a sweatshirt yeah. and do the same exact yeah, pose. The, the Muhammad Ali coming out of the water, very famous photo of him right. dripping wet. I mean, you know, that's the way it is, you know? Michael Irvin in a rape scene. I think that was supposed to uh, set things up for people. Um, here is 
Brad. Brad, you're on running Fez. Hey, Fezzy, if she was standing upright in tight pants rocking a fat camel toe, would that be sexual? Um, I think what makes it so sexual is that it is a sexual position. It's a submissive pose. But not necessarily for all heteros. That we have other ways of doing it, but besides just bending them over, we have other things. We karma sutras this whole thing up. We're not limited to, okay, you bend down for a while. <laughs> um, and submissive is not exactly an awful thing. You can't be submissive without a certain amount of agreement. You know, again, it and it's she's not having sex. She's leaned over, and let's face it. Her fucking legs are ripped. She's ready to go. She's ready to ski for the gold. That's all part of this. You're in great shape. Uh, obviously, her hair's beautiful. She didn't come in with dirty hair that she hadn't fucking combed. She's not without makeup. She's selling herself in this picture uh, as being beautiful, and she gets an A for that. She gets an A. Yeah. And so does the uh, photographer. Um, Mike, Long Island. You're on my Fez. What's up, fellas? Yeah. I think uh, Fezzi would probably have a more positive outlook on this if maybe if it was perhaps Moe Vaughn in the picture. Interesting. Oddly enough, for I years, mean, above uh, in his living room, there was a giant picture of Kirby Puckett. And, uh, really? Yeah, leaning over tying his shoes. And I said to Fez, I said, I didn't know you were a baseball fan. And Fez said to me, oh, he plays baseball. Okay. Yeah, uh, I didn't know. All right. It, so it, it was a once in a lifetime shot to capture yeah. that. Well, you mentioned something about a trunk and Kirby Puckett. You really um, have a specific type. Too. Leslie in Philadelphia, you're on Fez. Hey, she's not sticking her ass at. That's how you downhill ski. She's wearing her uniform and she's in position to run the course. She's not showing it's, her she, ass. I she mean, has her about... ass up in the air and a giant grin on her face. That's, that's how not. You do it. That's you. Oh, you go down the hill uh, with your yeah. face uncovered, smiling well, sideways. She's posing for a picture too. Yeah, yeah. This is this is. I understand how they ski, but this is a sexual pose. How is it sexual? Because I... she she is uh, she's showing her enjoyment as she is bent over. <laughs> it's fun to ski. It's fun to bend over too. So but... if she didn't have a smile, you'd be you'd think maybe this is. I, I would think it would be more legitimate. Well, she's not even wearing, you know, the goggles. So, yes, this is a portrait. But also, in track and field, you could be leaned over in the starter's gate, looking over and smiling for that picture. It would be just saying, here is the way that I get ready to start a race. But obviously, I'm not racing right now. You're posing while you're doing it. Now, the guy's on all fours, but I don't think a regular guy would look at that and go, well, Jesse Owens wants it in the ass, doesn't he? <laughs> That's what Jesse Owens is after. <laughs> I don't think we would think that way. Uh, Steve, Long Island, you're on running Fez. Hey, guys. Listen, Fez, it, it, most people that are sexually repressed feel anything that could be perceived as sexual is sexual. So this is proof that you were sexually repressed second of all we have more proof than that uh, second of all if you look at the symbol for downhill skiing it's usually a skier in a tuck position similar to what she is posing in if you find this sexual man you need help oh wait you're already getting it find a better therapist all right hold on 
and I'm gonna I'm gonna line up with Fez here. There is a sexual nature to people modeling. You know what I mean? It doesn't make it pornography though. But you, if you're an attractive person getting ready, you're saying I'm showing off my sexuality. That also doesn't make it pornography, and it and I don't think it means submissive because. If this was real, Fez, mm -hmm. you wouldn't catch that ass. That girl was going down the hill in an aggressive manner. Right. She's not leaning back, waiting for something to come into her. She's lined her body up like a fucking bullet. And that's something a man could look at an aggressive woman like this at her prime and say, that is a turn-on. If anything, that, that would empower womanhood. You know what I mean? These aren't models. These are athletes. So a guy who is turned on by a female athlete, whether she's a gymnast, skater, skier, basketball player, doesn't matter. You are saying, I like a woman with power. I'm fucking digging that. I'm digging her power. Um, here is Corey in New Orleans. Share my face. Corey, go ahead. Hi, you buddies. Uh, first off, fuck Peyton Manning and Oreo cookies. And uh, secondly, what makes secretive little fatty pneumonia the expert on sexy poses? I'll let Fez answer that one for you. I was shown the picture, and I was asked, does this make her a sexual object? I said yes. I can look at a picture and give my opinion on it. All right, should Sports Illustrated, are they doing something wrong by running this? No, because she's right, then, in on it. Then we're all on the, they're all on the same page. But if it's, it's offensive, it's offensive. You're saying it's not offensive. I think that you and I kind of agree. Well, with the the thing is, it is she's turned herself into a sexual object. And is that bad? Sell, is that bad or good? No, she wants to sell the Olympics. That's and sex sells. So that's what she's doing. So this is a positive. If it if it gets people to watch the Olympics, then we're on the same side. Uh, Tiffany in Rochester, you're on my face. Hey, I personally am a ski racer. That's how you race. But you're not going to take a picture of her with her helmet on, not being able to see her face, because then every single ski racer looks alike. Obviously, Fez takes that submissive position. Uh, That's why he's claiming that. Tiffany, let me ask you the important question. Is this Lindsey Vaughn? She got a chance to win it all. I really hope so, because we want the USA to win. Yeah, because sometimes they'll take a beautiful girl who really doesn't have a chance, put her picture there, instead of the person who does have a shot. And right, that, like they put Bodie Miller in because he's an attractive guy. Yeah. But he didn't win last time. Yeah, that that sometimes happens, and that's what I think can sometimes, you know, kind of piss you off that a guy that's half an animal isn't going to get the cover, but some guy who's good-looking but can't play worth shit, he gets the cover. <laughs> and again, is life fair? Never has been. We got a big party coming up on Twitter. It's the world's first Super Bowl Twitter party. Uh... Make sure you go to 202 Friends and check it out. Lots of stuff that we're giving away, including a $250 Steven Singer uh, gift pack. Really, really cool. Your chance to enjoy the Super Bowl and compete yourself. Let's face it. You know, answering questions against your stupid friends. Who can't do that? But this one's up. A lot of stuff to play. All right, we got talking about the jingles uh, that are going to be played. And people brought up folks that had done uh, jingle stuff in, before. We brought up Barry Manilow, I said to you guys, has written some of the most famous jingles in the world. But here's some of the ones that maybe you don't know as well. 
uh, this is Maxwell House, done by the first person to walk out stage at Woodstock. This was the very first person on stage at Woodstock, Richie Havens. And Richie Havens is bringing us a little Maxwell House. In the silent dark, a golden sun, soft kiss, warm smile, the day's begun. In the rising mist, a quiet rain, one whisper aside, how to explain the touch, the feel, the fabric of our lives. In the moonlit night, the cold blue haze, gay laughter, sad cries. It's just fucking coffee, Richie. You're going a little too far with this. It's just a cup of coffee. Do you like that one, Dave? Yeah, I mean, it's incredible, although I think that was mixed up. I think that's the cotton. I think that's the, the uh, Richie Haven's cotton jingle, but that is I sensational. I have it done Maxwell House. Okay, but the, the, he is um, incredible. Let's go over to the Dr. Pepper commercial. And this one, I never knew this. This is co-written by Randy Newman. Randy Newman, the great singer-songwriter who's also won Oscars for film scores yes, and, amazing. Uh, and songs that he's put in the Pixar films. A brilliant, brilliant performer. Here he is, uh, whoring himself out to Dr. Pepper. I drink Dr. Pepper and I'm proud. I'm part of an original crowd. And if you look around these days, there seems to be a Dr. Pepper craze. He's a pepper, she's a pepper, you're a pepper. Wouldn't you like to be a pepper too? I'm a pepper, she a pepper, you a pepper. I've been a pepper. Come on, girl, you know you like that pepper. You spicy enough, old pepper. I had no idea he co-wrote that song. That's the best one. But now I can understand it. Be a pepper, you're a pepper. Hey, the pepper, hi, a pepper. Wouldn't you like to be a pepper too? Sure, people got no reason. Uh, that's hysterical. Uh, this one's TV Guide, and who's doing this, Fez? This is uh, Larry Santos. Uh, fill me in with who the Larry Santos is. American singer-songwriter. He was on the uh, children's show Hot Fudge. He wrote uh, Candy Girl for the Four Seasons. Oh, okay. Big-time big song, uh, songwriter. All right, so here's Larry Santos. And singing. Uh, doing TV Guide. The fun, all the shows hate to see, and the facts. What's behind what you see, TV guy? The whole world of TV, that's entertainment. All right, so he's doing a parody song there. He didn't write this song. That's entertainment's been around for a lot of years, and he's just singing over it. I want you guys to start and do uh, production meetings before the show. Here's Phoebe Sto Snow uh, singing for uh, Stouffer's. Now, I had no idea that was Phoebe Snow doing that. And I wonder how much money she got for just a couple of seconds. Uh, I would say a lot of money. As, as, as long as that plays, then no. you get the cash. Yeah, I don't know whether it's a lot, though, because a lot of times people do stuff, they get six bucks every time it plays. <laughs> I don't know how long well it all goes on. All-time greatest jingle. What do you think, Fez? I think it's probably the Coca-Cola taught the world to sing. Now, I brought this up to you before. I read this thing on, in advertising uh, Ad Age magazine that said the Coke spice uh, never spiked during that. That it just 
was a great commercial that everybody knew, mm-hmm. but it didn't necessarily get more people drinking uh, drinking Coca Cola. Dave, what's the best jingle all time? I like uh, just for the taste of it, Diet Coke. Really? Yeah. More than the other big Coke songs? S- more than that, it was succinct, and also it just seemed to be around for a long time. Like, that was a champion who just w- had the belt for a long, long time. I don't know which one that I would pick, but it probably for me has got to be one of the McDonald's uh, commercials that just seemed like they hung around my whole entire childhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, here it is, uh, Cotton, the fabric of our life. And we brought up, this is a song everybody knows, like it's a regular song. And this one is done by Zoe Deschanel. Everybody knows that song. It's terrific. It's, uh, a big one. Um, here's one, Fez, that maybe you can remember. I don't know if uh, Dave will remember. He might be a little too young. But the the ladies' garment union used to do, We work hard, but who's complaining? And all these women would come walking out and the thing. And it's when they tried not to lose the stuff, I guess, back in the 80s. You know, when business, when factories were going overseas. And they had this really great song. And these women that kind of came off a little masculine, just (laughs) marching uh, back and forth. Look for the union label. (laughs) Uh, Leon Redbone. These were very, very famous at one time. This is Leon Redbone uh, selling Budweiser. This part's for you. Been on the job and working hard all day. So here's to you. You know there's no one else who does it quite the way you do. For all you do, this bird's for you. This bird's for you. Uh, Rich in Ohio, you're on Runner Fez. Yeah, I think one of my favorite ones is when I was a kid. It was the first jingle I ever learned, uh, the Great American Chocolate Bar song by Hershey's. Hershey's and, uh, gigantic Hershey's jingle, is... Fuzzy. And almost you don't even think about that anymore. It's like thinking about Francis Scott Key writing the national anthem. It's just almost too big. <laughs> Hershey's makes the very best. Is that how it went? It did. Uh, let's move over here to Gray in South Carolina. You're on Ron Fez. How about the uh, Oscar Mayer Wiener song? Uh, gigantic song, Fez. Yep, uh, let's see. I wish I was an Oscar Mayer wiener. Yeah. That is what I truly love to be. Um, here is Matt in Houston. You're on Ronnie Fez. Hey, Ronnie. Greatest jingle ever, the goldfish commercial. All right, now give me a little bit of this one. I love the fishes because they're so delicious. God, I love goldfish. (laughs) It's really weird that they seem to almost be written for children to repeat in the car while their parents are driving. It's almost like the commercial gets to go uh, on forever like that. You know, uh, mention the Oscar Mayer hot dog one. I think Armor Hot Dog might have been even better. 
hot dogs, armor hot dogs, and it got into fat kids, skinny kids, even kids with chicken pox love hot dogs, armor hot dogs. You could never put the term fat kids in a commercial again. Raven, uh, you're on the Run of Fez show. Ronnie! Yes, sir. It's got to be Gatorade. I want to be like Mike. I want to be, I want to be like Mike. Uh, that one was, you know, unlike some of these, an original, and it kind of became pretty much part of Americana very, very quickly. Yep. Where Be Like Mike, uh, whoever came up with that, and it seems simple, but the world exploded on that one. Mike in New York, you're on Ron Fez. Hey, it's Mikey Boy. Hey, Mikey Boy, how are you? Pretty they good. don't know you anymore. I know. I got asked where I was, where I was from, too. Um, do you remember the old uh, Alka-Seltzer jingle, the plop, plop, fizz, fizz, or what a relief it is? Oh, what a relief it is, yeah. And that started to be used, too, like when you'd be at a ball game and the pitcher would get in trouble from the other team and they would just start and play that and the place would go crazy. <laughs> they always know to pull that off. Um, thanks a lot, Mikey boy. Sure. Peace. Um, here is uh, Joe. Joe in D.C., you're on Fez. Yes, sir, Ronnie. Um, I got Duncan Hill Coffee by Death Clock. That's the band that's on Metalocalypse. You ever hear it? Um, no. I'm not sure I'm familiar with it. It's a great death metal jingle for a uh, coffee, uh, Colombian coffee. you got to check it out. Sometime. I'll have really to look. Cool. I've never heard of a death metal jingle before. It seems to be almost anti-death metal. Robbie, you're on Run Fez. Hey, uh, I don't know if it's so much as a jingle, but there's a great uh, Gallagher Budweiser commercial from the 80s. It's on YouTube. You should check it out. Yeah, it's we're cool. only looking at jingles right now. Here's Tommy in Brooklyn, you're on Fez. Hey, guys. Uh, many years ago, Schaefer had a commercial, and it taught me when I was a kid that you couldn't just have one beer. Yeah, it basically <laughs> promoted alcoholism. Schaefer is the one beer to have when you're having more, more than, than one. one. Um, which seems like if you're into heavy-duty drinking, Schaefer is the way to go. Uh, here's a couple more that we have. Here's a Mentos commercial. The Mentos commercial. Uh, because, Fezzi, how else would you know about Mentos? You need a little jingle. Now, this could be a 70s TV sitcom. Doesn't matter. We're all together. And you always kind of just imagine that boardroom where the guy's playing this for a bunch of guys. And fresh goes better. And were they into it immediately? Or, you know, did they go like, you know, I like it all, but when you say fresh goes more good. Can we do better there? And can we mention Mentos more in that? Thin ties, too. Uh, this is one you might like. It's a Juicy Fruit commercial. Juicy Fruit. Dancing in front of their TV like this is the show to them. That, but yeah, but in the boardroom, does anyone stop and say, what does it mean that our gum will move you? Yeah, I don't know, but it sure as hell works, and it is true. The taste does move you. Uh, gotta love this. This is one of the great candy bar ones. This is Kit Kat. Kit Kat. <laughs> 
Now, you had to say that they, they pitch this. One thing we do with Kit Kat Bar that makes us different from everyone's, you break off a piece. So we wanted to promote that, but we wanted to promote that when you're breaking off the Kit Kat Bar, your break has now started. So it not only works as breaking off, but you're getting a break from your day. And also, give me a break. I need a fucking break from this madness. I'm breaking. And you're just like, somebody actually said to this asshole, Genius. <laughs> what you've done here today. I like the cut of your jib, sir. History. Uh, here's Empire. And I don't even remember this one offhand. 90 days. Nobody else can possibly do it. 588 to 300. Ah. Empire. Empire. The carpeting only people. Now, is that more of a local commercial you're pushing there, Dave? That's not national, is it? That seems to be a, tw uh, a Northeast thing. Hmm. I think that was all the Northeast. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. We talked about this yesterday, and we were able to find this. Barry Manilow, before he became the famous Barry Manilow, uh, singing about Mandy and all these other things, uh, used to hang out with Beanie, Dave's mom. And he worked for CBS then, right, Dave? Yes. And what was his job? He just had a regular day job at CBS, I or was they he? Were just, they were just runners. And your mom said that in the break room there would be a piano, and sometimes he would play for yeah, her. Entertain the people. And she would expose herself. Oh, I don't think that was something. I, I didn't really pay attention oh. to what your mom was saying, but it sounded like she was exposing herself. No. So Barry Manilow became a big jingle writer, Fez, and believe it or not, one of the biggest. So when he got a big stage show, he would do some of the jingles for the people. They would go as crazy as if they as he they did for I Write the Songs. Apparently they they were all the same to them. Here's another hit song that I enjoy. So we're gonna play the, for you. This is the Barry Manilow uh commercial medley. This is live at one of his concerts and you can listen to how much the people were into it. Remember this one? There's barking at the kitchen, yelling in the hall, ringing at the doorbell, pounding on the wall. Kids out of sight, and kids in the way. No time to cook on this hectic day. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm is there. State Farm is there. I bet. Give your face something to smile about. Give your face something to smile about. With Friday. 
not a cola It's cola by the score So drink It's the most original soft drink ever in the whole wide world. Dr. Pepper, Dr. Pepper, Dr. Pepper, Dr. Pepper, Dr. Pepper. Join the Pepsi people, feeling free, feeling free. So much life to be lived. So much life to be lived. So much reason to try. So much reason to try. And when you feel it, you'll get. You can't get it on time. Oh no, a certain feeling So that's all the uh, jingles that Barry Manilow wrote. And it's amazing to think that was the high point of his entire career. Um, that that was better than everything else. We also, uh, Fez, have some Leon Redbone uh, Budweiser stuff that people have never heard before. So here is some Leon Redbone. All right. The game's about to begin. I heard Peyton Manning's pretty good. Yeah, Who's that guy with that mole on his face? Sean Payton is kinda short. Yabba dabba jeeba dabba. I got the football pork and the football beans. Reggie Bush, I hear he's dating someone famous. Nicole Richie or one of them. Can't remember her. 
When is Celebrity Apprentice gonna start up? I didn't get that Toyota commercial. Was that a pig driving that car? This game is making me tired and I have to piss. Is it halftime yet? In I wish I didn't have to go to work tomorrow. How much is a field goal worth anyway? What the hell is a quarterback? I ain't giving you nothing back. I'm broke. Fairly well, fairly well, fairly well, Sabadabo say. I'm gonna Louisiana and a Bacadabo Dodo Polly Water Doodle all day. Uh, that's not weird enough for you, CNN. Uh, the link is up over on 202 Friends, and, and put it up on your Twitter page. What is your Twitter page, Dave? RF Eastside Dave. And let's uh, protect Dave from these animals at CNN who are, are picking the llama over him as weirdo. Because it, I don't think the llama's taking it seriously. It's like, no. you know, I'm taking this seriously. I Absolutely. want this award. I've been shut down. I, who am I, the Susan Lucci of Internet Awards? I got shut down by by Taco Bell and TurboTax. I want this. You got to get it. And let's uh, let's face something. You couldn't have done any weirder than that spot was right there. You couldn't have done any weirder at all. All right, we're going to take a break here. Big Twitter contest on 202 Friends this weekend. You can win... Really great prizes uh, all coming up. Of course, the Bruce Jenner signed stuff, Michael Strahan ball signed. Uh, you could get gift packs, Bill Cosby signed stuff, all coming up on the first ever 202 Friends Twitter contest. Going to go to break here. When we come back, wrap up the show on Super Bowl weekend. Rana Fez. <laughs> And remember, next Friday is Hawaiian Shirt Day. So, you know, if you want to, go ahead and uh, wear a Hawaiian shirt and jeans. Ron Fez Show. A Super Bowl weekend where it looks like a lot of people are going to be snowed in all weekend. I'm watching the CNN, and it's already started in D.C., Fezzy. And I don't know too many cities that panic with snow the way they do in uh, D.C. When they say a paralyzing snowstorm, that's perfect for the D.C. area because it will come to a halt. It will. They have the snow plows out in June just in case. It's, it's that well, much of a uh-oh situation. They don't have a lot of snow plows. It's one of the problems with a city like that because they're right there on the border between north and south. So they don't own as many snow plows as a Philadelphia, a New York, a Boston, and they all start to panic. And panic big when the snow comes down. So I guarantee you, if you're living anywhere near D.C., you can't get bread. You can't get milk right now. No. Everyone's going to freak out and start uh, getting all of it. Uh, Fez, your big uh, Super Bowl meal, what are you planning for yourself Sunday? 
Well, I, I don't have any plans at this point. It'll probably maybe just be, you know, a frozen dinner that I heat up or something. You know, this is crazy. Can you join us? Yes, I would love to join you. Let's go to 202 Friends Twitter, oh. and you'll be right there with us, able to play along. Uh, we'll be playing trivia, games, fun, giving away uh, a lot of stuff. According to Crunch Gear, this is not only the first, I believe, but the biggest uh, trivia contest ever in the history of uh, Twitter. Not just Super Bowl, but overall. Uh, Dave is fighting with CNN. You can go to 202 Friends uh, Twitter to join in that battle. Uh, Dave, your Leon Redbone was fantastic. I haven't been able to stop doing it since. It's fun to do, isn't it? It's fun Just to sing like that. Just like standing in the bathroom. Taking a piss, taking a piss, taking a piss at the urinal. Yeah, you don't really have to rhyme. Just look around and see any object, and it's like, what's that pretzel rod doing on the floor? Somebody pick it up and go to the door. You actually do it too good. You do it so good that I'm not sure if everyone got that it was fucking you. It was fucking dead on. Leon's really singing about the Super Bowl in the future. Now, you don't know whether you're going to have your Saturday night show. You're, if you don't do a show here, will you get to drink, or do you need to save up your drinking day for Sunday Super Bowl? Um, it's a choice. My, I was going to, I was banned from drinking today because I was going to have to babysit my kids. This is your normal Friday day. Correct. But um, the snow hitting... Jersey, my wife has canceled her plans for this oh. evening. Whoa. So now all of a sudden. Give me a break, having some beers. Yeah, I'm going to be drinking up a bunch of beers. I want to mix Jack and Coke. <laughs> and uh, love the snow, love doing blow, love having one day when I get fucked up. My wife wanted one day in five months for herself. <laughs> Tough shit now. <laughs> so you're going to take over her party night? Yeah, well, what? If she, Good news if for Pepper, she, I guess. Way to step in. If she doesn't <laughs> want to the do fam. The key is, though, I have to make a call. This is um, very much, uh, you know, that Meryl Streep movie, The Son and the Daughter. I don't know whether to do today or Sunday. Right. I still oh. try to adhere. I try yeah. Yeah, to adhere. Yeah, it's Dopey's Choice. I still try to adhere, yeah. <laughs> Hold on. He just had a great line with the Dopey's <laughs> I Choice. I couldn't from remember the name for some reason. <laughs> but Dopey is fucking funnier than... All right, let's uh, move on to this, though. Are you a guy who normally likes to drink on the Super Bowl? I'm 50-50, Mr. B. If it's yeah. not my teams, I'm drinking a lot of the time. So I guess that's more than 50-50 because the Giants have only been four Super Bowls. Jack and Coke and <laughs> lots of lose. I'm all drunk up for Super Bowl. No, I mean, I, I really don't... I love drinking so much. My God, it's the best thing to touch my lips. <laughs> but, um... I don't think that I'm going to drink on su Sunday. I think... So you're going to get it out of the way now? I think I have to get it out of the way Because this is the problem. This is Dave's way of thinking, and it is almost caveman. Who knows? I could get an accident and be dead by Sunday. Better drink now. He is not Fezzy the squirrel, okay, right. packing away the nuts. He's out there partying, and he's not going to have enough food for the winter. Yeah, but he's also not a procrastinator. Why put off my drinking till Sunday that I can do today? 
Let me get this chore done and you, out of the way. You flip-flopped it and you turned it into a positive thing that he can get the drinking out of the way. Now, is Saturday kind of disappointing to you because you know you don't have the drinking to look forward to? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that used to sometimes double up, you know, and that right. would be a big thing. But for Like nothing you do on your vacations where oh, I'll turn on your Twitios. That's bad. Never got out of the sweats. <laughs> And you're just drinking hard. Yeah, that's a John Lennon lost weekend packed into seven days. When when Dave goes away for his weekends, and he always does his, his vacations, he never leaves his house. He goes away just there. His personality's gone, and he just becomes drinking no shower. I mean, I understand I want to drink. Why don't you want to shower and change your clothes? That's Why time wasted that? on uh, when I could be drinking. <laughs> don't waste any time. We'll fucking... I don't need the, the uh, water that comes out of the nozzle. I need the booze that comes out of the bottle, Mr. Now, B. And again, good T-shirt. <laughs> Dave, when he found out that his wife wasn't going to go out in a snowstorm, he says, good news, I might be drinking. I don't have to babysit tonight. This is what he says to me in the hall. I don't know whether he gets paid $5 an hour and <laughs> snacks. I don't know how it works out. You can use the phone and the DVD <laughs> player. But you seem less like a dad and more like a high school girl. Well, um, I mean, does Mrs. McDonald have to drive you home at the end of the night? Don't try anything, ba ba boom, you cougar. Can't watch those kids when I'm half in the bag. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I watch my kids, but in the daytime, you know, it's like nighttime Fridays. You don't consider that babysitting, but you never watch your kid alone. Um, that's no, rare. That's a rare treat. It's very rare. I have done it, though. Have you ever put the kids in the car and took them somewhere on your own other than to your mother's oh, house? Oh, God, no. But let me take the kids to the store <laughs> no, to the park. we or... won't be doing that. No, but I mean, I... It, it's when it's both I like kids. the kids hanging around, hanging around, getting in my buzz time, yeah. <laughs> Just two, two kids was, you know, is too much for me to watch. You know, I can watch one of the kids. Well, it is a big Super Bowl weekend. I hope you enjoy the weekend wherever you get. Fez, who are you going to be rooting for? The Colts. Uh, Hicks, who are you rooting for? Oh, I want the Colts to really just have it be a blowout. Colts. Dave, who are you rooting for? Give me those New Orleans Saints, 28-27. Um, you know, cheering for the Colts right now, to me, feels like cheering for Goliath. I get it. <laughs> If I'm betting money, I'd bet the Colts. But you got to want the Saints to win. Like the Colts for some odd fucking reason. And you know what? We may not be able to uh, celebrate them tomorrow. Maybe we should give send them out with some U2, of course, and do that when the Saints come marching in uh, song. I brought that thing for you, Ronnie. What thing, little redhead girl? I brought you um, the Christmas special, the Always Sunny in Philadelphia Christmas special. Were you aware of this at all? No, I didn't know this. This was kept from me. I don't think it's appropriate that you bring me presents. Here's what I'd like you to do. Uh, give it to Dave, and he'll run it through security, and perhaps I will get it. But it is appreciated. It's just improper. Yeah. Make sure she and I are never in the same room alone together. Gotcha. Trouble waiting to happen. <laughs> I'm not Michael Irvin. Mm-hmm. You got that song for me? For the uh, people. Of course, Green Day did this with New Orleans, Fez. Uh, with you, too. For the people of New Orleans. And it was about bringing in the uh, power 
from all over the country to New Orleans. I think they need it now more than they did after that hurricane. Well, the devastation that could follow if Peyton Manning gets hot, I don't know if they'll ever come back from that. Yeah, you won't be able to come back from it at all. It's not in here. We got to have some saints come marching in, right? We got to have something for the people of New Orleans. Uh, Hicks not on his best today. Not having a, what I consider, standard 4.0 Hicks day. Just, uh, I want you guys to start doing pre-show meetings, producers meetings. The Dr. John version. Dr. John from the Hans. Use all your voodoo magic, Dr. John. Everybody knows Dr. Mac Rebenak. Good luck to the people in New Orleans. And, of course, to the people of Indiana. It's going to be a fun Super Bowl, I hope, for everybody. Take care. We will see you on 202 Friends, the big Super Bowl Twitter party. Plenty of prizes there giving away the first ever Twitter Super Bowl trivia competition on 202 Friends. Make sure that you're following on 202 Friends prizes like a Jerome Bettis signed football. Michael Strahan signed football. Adidas shoes uh, signed by Bruce Jenner. Come on, people signed by Bill Cosby. Lots of great prizes. See you on 202 Friends over the weekend. Big Super Bowl party. And that's the end of my show. Donk.